Yo, it's Will Pugh from Cartel, and you're listening to the podcast, and we know things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 171 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. But before we get to the nerd news, we just wanted to give our condolences to the nine victims that were in the helicopter accident that was in Calabasas. Um, it, it took the life of Kobe and his daughter, Gianna, and of course, the seven other victims, it was an absolute tragedy, and all our thoughts and prayers are with their with their families. Kobe, yeah, that, hey man, that, that's something that's all we yell, yell when we throw trash yeah, away. Yeah, dude, it, Kobe. That, like honestly, I, I think at all the like, celebrities' passings, I, this one I feel like I don't know if it hit me the most. I don't know if it was just watching him since what ninety six or seven he got drafted in the NBA and We're playing NBA courtside on N sixty four. Between that and, and him and Shaq just dominating, when the Sixers get there, we lose to them and. It just it, it just is such a shame, man. W- yeah. Way too young. His freaking thirteen year old daughter. It's that's the one that got me the most. Like I've lived through Doc Halliday plane crash yeah. and, and all that stuff. And baseball is my favorite sport, so to like that one, you know. But I don't want to sit here and compare which death hit yeah. me more. The reason that Kobe's to me hasn't even left me, and it was almost a week ago, was because of his daughter yeah. and the other. I don't want to of forget course. the other people in the crowd. What do you think? It and was a lot of them coach, were thirteen year old daughter. Girl, right? yeah, so. it, it was such a damn shame. It just they, the the driver should have never the the, the well, pilot should have never went. It, all other helicopters, police, they were all landed. This guy should have just stayed down. Well, but, I don't know if that was his call to make. Yeah, you that's, never that's yeah. We'll, we'll never know. It's just mm-hmm. our, our thoughts and prayers are, are with everyone, everyone's families, friends, everything. Yeah, Kobe lost but not forgotten. Just uh, hug your loved ones, hug your mom, kiss your mom, you know, just just and your call. Dad. Yeah, oh, give, him <laughs> and your ch- give, give him a hug. Give him a hug. Just give him a hug. you can go over to wepodcastandknowthings.com, your one-stop shop for everything we podcast and we know things. Links in the description. You can send us an email with any of your nerdy questions we answer on the air at wepodcast and we know things at gmail.com all one word. We are recording here Thursday night, January 20th or 30th, 2020. That's still getting a little used to saying. I still write 19. I, I, I have it. I just try not to ever write the year. I just write 130. Boom. Done. I got it. I know, yeah. what, I know what year it is. Life goes in order. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have a really big show for you tonight, and we have a lot of cool announcements. You know, We'll start off uh, with an announcement about our Patreon. We don't often like hit the Patreon super hard anymore uh, because a lot of people and just podcasts in general don't want to hear that stuff. They want to dive into the content, but we do have a really important announcement about our Patreon that we want to talk about um, that we can kind of get into a little bit in a minute here. We have another uh, little tease to throw you. Um, we're partnering up with a friend of ours to do something really cool that we're really looking forward to. And then obviously uh, we'll, we'll go about the normal stuff. We're going to start with our pick of the week as we, we kind of move that to the front. Now we don't have that at the end of the episode. We move that to the front. A lot of people have asked, Hey, move your pick of the week to the front. We want to hear what you recommend earlier on. So we got that trivia, then movies, TV, gaming, which Sam will take over to host. I'll take back over for music where we have four stories in music. Uh, and then if we have time, which I hope we do, I want to talk a little about the Royal Rumble and then a review of something else uh, that's not a piece of nerdy content. Just we'll, leave it, so we'll leave it at that. And then Sam will take over for his CGC spotlight before we get out of here. So again, a loaded show that I'm super excited for tonight. Yeah, I, I was. I told you it was my pick of the week. I was like, "That this is the doozy right here." Of course, I saw something online. This made me want to bring this one in for a little special occasion. Pick of the week or the CGC spotlight? Actually, both. Oh, okay. Well, cool. Well, we won't waste any time. We'll get to those in just a minute. Let's start off 
with our Patreon announcement. And uh, again, we want to thank everybody who uh, is a Patreon or patron on Patreon, patreon.com. Right now it's slash WePodSquad um, from when we were the WePodSquad. Thinking about a new URL, that'll come soon. So kind of be on the lookout for that. Um, it'll actually be up by the time you listen to this. So um, what we really wanted to to do was also thank the folks who used to be patrons. And we had a lot of them at one point. And then like 2017, early 18, where we kind of uh, – had a billion interviews a week and we were rolling hot and had our highest ratings ever. We thought that was a great time to do this podcast. And then we took a year off from me having a daughter, Sam had a new job and then obviously had that car accident. We took a long hiatus, um, got married, all that stuff. So like not Sam and I, we didn't get married. (laughs) And, uh, we wanted to just focus on the core of the show. And so we took a lot of time off from doing interviews. We did one last May with Brett Myers, um, we did one this year, or actually, no, two, I guess, in December with Serge about his Christmas um, single. So we did a couple, but yeah. we didn't do the routine. And then the rest of 2019, when we kind of got our shit back together, we said, okay, well, now let's focus on the We Pod Squad, where we had Sean and Ryan come in with their episodes. And we started that back in May. So we really didn't have time for interviews because that would have been four pieces of content a week, um, or three, I'm sorry, three pieces yeah. of content a week from us. That at the, that time we just didn't kind of have the time for, and we said, "Oh, we can kind of get back to that." So, and you didn't live as close, as and I obviously, know. and I didn't live around the corner, so that that's actually a big plus too. So, um, just kind of refocusing in 2020 and and kind of reengaging with the the show and what not made us great because I think our content is what makes the show great, but like, like when did we have the most fun doing it? And, and a lot of it involved interviews and interacting with our patrons. So we wanted to re-engage the patrons and, and we thought of here's how, um, most of our cool tiers and the value prop would have been in the $5 Five, yeah. mark, whether that's having your name read it on every episode or whether that was, um, sending us video questions and all that stuff. We wanted to open it up to the folks that don't have $5 a month because I understand with a million streaming services, $5 is almost the cost of Disney+. Plus. We don't want, <laughs> we don't want to do that to you anymore. So uh, for all those folks out there that even have just $1 per month, we're going to give you a bonus episode every single month. Um, and we're going to do it in a very fun, non-nerdy news recap way. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, whether that be I pick a topic. Hey, Sam. You know, we did this back in 2016 or 17 when I gave Sam Pokemon X and my Nintendo 3DS, and he went home and played it. And every week on the show, we did an update. They were so much fun, Sam's Pokemon updates. Yeah, Um, when I thought I'd never play a Pokemon game again. And so maybe we'll do something like that where I give Sam a game to play or Sam gives me something to watch. And we do a review on it, and that's the bonus episode. Or Whether it's anime or, or something like that. We'll, something. Yeah, we'll figure something. We'll make it fun. And, and the, the idea is to get to the 50 patron mark. And if we get to the 50 patron mark, then we're going to unlock you. And we want you to be involved. So whether that's you coming up with the idea that either both of us have to go watch, listen to, play, and talk about, or we do that and involve you in the show somehow, whether it's a written review, you come on for a quick segment, you join us, depends. We'll, we'll give it a top three or something. Something. Yeah, give we'll us figure the top three. We'll yeah. figure it out with your help. But we wanted to, you know, not entice you, but at the same time, totally entice you yeah, to, exactly. to go to our Patreon, help us out. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of what the link URL is, 
It's irrelevant because it's in our bio for all of our social medias. So if you just go to our Twitters, at Greg Talkslot or at Sammy Matoro or at We Podcast, and we know things on Instagram, or, it's right there. Or if you follow me, Stampede21589, right on my profile, hit the link tree, everything's right there. Yeah, and our Patreon is one of those links that's in our bio. So we have a nice and easy. We have a link in our bio that actually links to about 20 different yeah. links. It's called a link tree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, you can literally find anything about us except for where we live. In our in our bio, really. Yeah. Uh, also, link in our description for the episode. If you don't have Instagram or follow us on Twitter or whatever, um, you can just wherever you're listening to this, go into the info of this episode, and you can have it's every episode. Yeah. You can go right into the info and have our Patreon link right there. So we just wanted to open it up to you uh, to hopefully, if you can contribute. Again, if you don't, you can still get the show for free. We're not taking that away from you. Please don't think that. But we'd love it if you could help us out. We'll help you out. We'll make it fun, and we'll do a bonus episode every month for our patrons. And guess what? If it goes well, we'll do more than one a month. Yeah, we are, right, like, we're, and we're, we're just we're just coming up with this now, and we're gonna run with it like we like literally do. as we're talking about it. Sam didn't even know this was happening, and we'll make it work. <laughs> if there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> uh, so that is our big Patreon announcement. On to a tease, and this is cool. Yeah, like I don't, even, I don't even know what you want to. I don't even know what you want. How you want to start it up? But um, not given a name. Yeah, okay. That's, that's why I didn't know if you wanted to say the name. Not giving a name just yet. I want that person on the show for when it happens. Okay, cool, cool. So uh, we have had um, very, very – the same outro music to our podcast for two years plus, uh, maybe even more. And the last two episodes, you've actually heard different outro music. I'm trying new things, new outro music. I actually love the beat of the new outro music. It's a little short for me and it kind of ends abruptly. I've gotten some feedback. Uh, somebody <laughs> said, where's the old outro music? That was <laughs> ouch. That was up there. Nice. Uh, but kind of thought, Hey, how cool would it be if one of our friends of the podcast who we've had on before um, from a, from a really cool band, uh, helps us out with that. So we're partnering with somebody that we've interviewed on this show, um, the lead singer of a band. That's all we'll leave it at. Yeah. Uh, I don't even want to talk because I'm, I'm the worst and I'll say it. <laughs> I don't even want to say anything. Um, and he has actually agreed to do our intro mu- or outro music. Um, you can probably piece it together if you follow us on Instagram. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, he's right there. <laughs> on our story. Yeah. But that's called marketing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that'll probably give it away. But not everybody that listens to this follows us on Instagram. True, true. So. But I, I can't wait to see what he comes up with because he's, he's having some fun. Yeah, and he's teasing it on his own Instagram, yeah. which is really yeah, funny cool. for us to go through. And we're like, oh, shit, that's going to be our outro music. So we're looking forward to that. And then the idea is to have him on to talk about the process Yeah, of like, you came up with it. Like, what's, well, oh, And of yeah. course, to see what he's been up to. Yeah, you know? that's true. See if he watched Trigun yet. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> for old school listeners that listen to all our interviews. You there, there's your tease. There's your tease. You just gave it away. So we're looking forward to having some new outro music. Yeah. Um, if you want to listen to the new outro music, it's in this episode and then the two previous. Tell me what you think about that. It's going away soon. Um, so it's going to be like not so long live the king. <laughs> yeah. But looking forward to that. And uh, we're going to have our pick of the week now coming in fresh from our friends at Liquid Death. Thank LiquidDeath.com. Thank God, because I was thirsty as shit. Sam does this. Uh, customary crack of the can when we do our pick of the week. And I'll also start this week. You always start pick of the week. Oh, okay, cool. Perfect. I'm going to start both this week. Perfect, dude. Shit. All right, let, me just, <laughs> let me just drink my liquid death. Excuse me. Mm. Liquid death canned mountain water from Austria. Sell your soul for a free case over at liquiddeath.com. The best damn canned water in the business. And again, it helped the earth out. You know, you always see them horrible videos on Facebook, Instagram. Helped the plan out a little bit. 
Get some canned water. Liquid death. Drinking water from the Austrian Alps. I almost said Australian. Nice accent. Australian for me. <laughs> New Jersey? Austria. <laughs> Austria! Good day, mate. Put another shrimp <laughs> on the barbie. What movie? It sounds I heard it, and I can't think of it. Listen to the way I say it. Say it again. Nice accent. New Jersey? It sounds like Jim Carrey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. cool. Lloyd Christmas. He's the limo driver in the very it's the opening scene. Nice I, I sounded familiar, I just couldn't place it. <laughs> nice accent. New Jersey. Austria. <laughs> Austria. Well good day, mate. <laughs> god damn it. It's great. What a movie. Ashley never saw it. Oh god. My wife. Yeah, that's together, that's who I'm married to. Uh so pick of the week. I actually have picks of the week for the next six weeks and then i can even add to it Jesus i've been Christ. i've been involved i've been doing a lot over the past couple weeks like a lot of nerdy shit and that includes my pick of the week this week i don't think i brought it over i think i left it over there starting over for the first time since 2012 or 13 generation five of pokemon pokemon black oh wow okay my second least favorite generation, Pokemon Generation Three, okay. Ruby Sapphire, Emerald. Emerald's pretty cool, but Ruby Sapphire, my least favorite Pokemon games. So I don't know if I'll replay them. I'll, I'll replay Emerald, but uh, playing Black again. I played Black in 2012, 13. I never played White. I'm on the hunt for White Two right now. So I said, let me. If I'm gonna get White Two, let me play Black so I can kind of yeah, get into the yeah. story, get to the sequel. And I was like, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna like it. It's not. You know, I'm kind of used to XP share now. Like, where you can just win a battle, your whole team gets it. Like, I'm yep. kind of used to that from Gen 6, 7, and 8. You're spoiled. It's like, yeah. I'm like, I don't love grinding anymore. I don't have the time to grind. I love that you flip. Like, you used to be all against it. Because I had time. I know. And now you don't know. Like, oh, you know, I like it. I don't, love, I don't love grinding. I still don't love grinding. It's tough. It's tough. Gen 5 has XP share, but only for one Pokemon. It's a held item. You actually attach oh, to a Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. So you have to pick who you want. Back in the old day, it was Alakazam. That's yeah. who I wanted to level up. Of course. Um, and, but that was after the normal game that was after i beat the elite four with the national decks because gen 5 pokemon black and white notorious for basically st- the whole point with them was let me start pokemon over i want this to be like gen 1 all over again so in the main game yeah. you can only catch gen 5 pokemon there's about 160 155 okay. that they introduced and there's no old ones in the game whatsoever so wow. until you beat it and then you unlock the national decks and you can and go ahead and catch it, whatever. Okay. Black and white two, I believe there's older ones from the start. Um, I'm pretty sure about that. So I was going through like Gen 5 probably has like some of my least favorite Pokemon or whatever. Like, I don't love them. And it's also like I don't remember shit about it. So I don't know where to go. I remember using guides the first time I played it because it was the first Pokemon game I'd played in a while. Getting back into the franchise, getting ready for X and Y. So I was like... Let me. I just want to go back and try it. And boy, howdy, I lost the opening fight nice. to my rival. I like that. I lost gym one twice. I lost gym two, and I've lost gym three. Wow. I only I once. Like that. I like only that. once. But I like it. But it's hard again. Yeah. It's fun. I love it. So maybe it'll climb the ranks a little bit from being the second to the bottom. No. Oh, oh. maybe over six. It'll probably pass X and Y. X and Y was probably cool to me because it was the first 3d one so yeah. i probably had some rose colored glasses on yeah. and i do like a lot of the pokemon halucha age slash um and i even like a lot of the gyms but at the same time that's a really small very linear game and it's it's not great yeah so maybe it'll flip flop with six it won't beat four it definitely won't beat one no, two never know or I seven can't. or eight so um it has a chance to jump six i have to see where the story goes i have to i'm only on the fourth gym i'm in the fourth gym now okay so i have to see where the rest of the gyms go 
Um, I picked um, Oshawott, the water starter, because I don't love any of the starters. It's Tepig, Oshawott, and I think Snivy. It's so weird. That game, like, completely OPs the fire starter. Water just evolves into water and then another water. Yeah. Grass goes grass, grass, grass. Fire goes fire, firefighting, firefighting. They dual type the fire yeah. starter, but not the other not two. The other. And on top of that, the fire starter is strong against two of the first three gyms. So it's like the reverse That's of Gen That's 1, easy mode. where Charmander gotcha. was hard mode. They've kind of made no, starter. Easy. So gotcha. And wa they've made water hard mode, for sure. What I love about this game that I totally forgot is you have two rivals. So each one of them, each of the other two Pokemon you don't pick, have awesome. it. So one's easier awesome. and one's harder. And on top of that, the first gym, it's a trio of twins who, whichever starter you pick, they pick the one that's strong against you, and that's oh, the gym okay. leader you so, fight. So they make it harder. They okay. made I it like harder. It. I, like I lost to all three gym leaders the first time. I mean, time. a little frustrating, but it's cool. I have I very much wanted to break my 3DS in half at certain I'm points because sure. I'm like, you're not supposed to lose. But at the same time, I'm like, I lost in a yeah. Pokemon game? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't want it to be Humble on easy your ass. mode. Yeah, yeah, I don't want it to yeah. be on easy mode. And it's hard to level things up. And I'll tell you, the Pokemon that I don't like, like a Trubbish, the yeah, Trashbish, yeah, yeah. it looks so much cooler as a three as a two D sprite. Okay, rather 3D than Trubbish three D Trubbish doesn't look great, but like when it's two D, you can see a little charm. You can see why they did it. Um, I'm looking for. I have this Pokemon called Darumaka. It's in Sword and Shield as a Galarian form, as an Ice type. It's a Fire type in this game. Um, it's so cool as a two D sprite. And what I love is. This game, the sprites, they don't just go on the screen. They, like, dance and move, and, like, the other trainers do things. Yeah. It's very animated. I really like that. So, Pokemon Black and White, really enjoying my time with as my pick of the week. Oh, good to hear that. My pick of the week, I saw Bad Boys for Life. Hell yes. The, the, yo, it could have ended after ten minutes. And you didn't have I swear, Greg, I would have I, I laughed, cracked up, clapped, and walked all at the same time. I, 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 I can't say anything more. Um... It's again. It, it's like what the review said. If you liked one and two, you will definitely like this. The jokes are there. The comedy is there. Yeah, Martin, you can see he gained a little bit of weight. But we, Will, all, we all do. Will Smith still kicks some ass. Vanessa Hudgens. Vanessa Hudgens was a little badass in this film. Uh, the movie had a nice little twist that I, I, I kind of, I, I kind of suspected actually, but I wasn't sure. But it went there pretty good. Obviously, no, they're already working on the sequel. I had a ninety million dollar budget. It's already over two hundred twenty million. About two-hour movie, seventy-seven around tomatoes. I don't think it's better than one and two, but I still think it was an enjoyable film. I got the laughs I needed to, and then the action was there. So, Good. bad boys for life. I, I, I just don't want to say anymore. I'll leave it there. I keep waiting for you to say Knives Out. Like I keep huh. waiting for it. No, not yet, man. No, I, I didn't say. I didn't say. I'll be honest. I didn't see it. Yet. I started Parasite, and I start. And I I started and I stopped. No, I didn't start. I fell asleep. It wasn't. I was like three in the morning. Helena woke up. I was like, let me put on Parasite. Yeah. <laughs> I got Within you. a minute. It's not dubbed, by the way. It's fully subbed. Which I, I don't mind. I don't yeah. mind. Uh, you're not wrong, but... Yeah. I'm, I'm just used to it. And I uh, also have tickets to go see 1917. Awesome, so, awesome. I, yeah. I, I, that looks awesome. So I'm looking I'm looking very forward to that. All right, so let's move into trivia. It's eight and a half for me, four for Sam, on our first to 11 win by two race. Looking forward <laughs> to it. Sam has two trivia championships. I have one. Uh, we give a question. If you get it right away, with no answer choices, it's one point. If you need the A to D answers, it's half a point. Sam, for my question to you, Shoot. to try and cut the lead down to just three and a half, how many Royal Rumbles has The Rock won? Jesus. A Royal Rumble. Has he won any? 
I'm not going to say anything. I, I don't. I, Greg, I have no idea. I can't say anything. It's actually against the rules. Yeah. Well, just let me hear. I have no clue. You know the answers. Zero, one, two, or three? One. That's correct. Sweet. No, dude, it was zero, when you one. Said, when you said, has he won any? I was like, he's going to say zero when I give the answers. Yeah, but I'll take it. But, dude, you're going to slam dunk because I literally... I'm lobbing it up, right? I want you. It's eight point five to four point five. Come on, get it to nine point five here. I just I got the last two weeks. I know that's what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm, I'm, I keep throwing you all oops. So here's another one. <laughs> he he sets it up like it's easy, and then it's like, uh, which what's, the, what's Goku's name in French? Which of the Infinity Stones is embedded in Vision's head? Oh my god! <laughs> I spit my water everywhere, like all over the microphone. Uh... I need to remember the names of the Infinity Stones. Power Stone, Time Stone. That's two. How many stones are there? Six? Six. Fuck. <laughs> the red one. It's the yellow one. No, the, the, I don't know what the yellow the one best is. The best is the four I picked. There's the two you didn't say. The, or the four you didn't say yet. All right, so you've actually given oh. me a hint. Yeah, so it's not. I'll be honest. It's well, not. I knew it wasn't power because he got that from like Thor's thing. And then I knew it wasn't time because that's on Doctor Strange. So I know that. So, so I, I wouldn't give, I didn't give, yeah, so I I didn't give that said. away. Yeah, no, I would have. So the two you remembered is not it. <laughs> Fuck. I'll get it when I hear the choices. I say that now. But it's the yellow one or orangish. It's it's that color. Um, what are the choices? I don't even remember the stone names. A, life stone. Oh, shit. B, mind stone. Oh, C, reality stone. D, space stone. All right, it's not reality. Could be space. I'm going to go with mind stone because it's literally in Vision's head. Correct. I, like literally, if he, if he asks, he should get it. Yes. it, it the answer is in the question. Come on. Wait, what was the question? What one's in Vision's head? Which one in Vision's head is embedded in Vision's head? Uh, mine. Exactly, <laughs> dude. Like, like I, that's why I thought it was a slam dunk. It could have been like a little, like a uh, you could have been taking me for a ride there. But I thought once you hear life, it's like okay, that that might have might have yeah, right. Bit, so yeah. At least you didn't say the two that I knew already. Because yep. then I come on, man. If I did, I would have changed it that real quick. So it is nine to four and a half. I need two more. Yep. To take home and tie the trivia challenge at two to two, before we start over and have the rubber match, and then probably take a break for a while. From yeah, it. but that'll I, be I in two thousand twenty-one. So. Yeah, yeah, easy. <laughs> unless we just go. Unless you or I go on a tear. Mm. I'm three for my last three. However, no, you're all good. three of them were with answers. Hey, so that's I'm. That's point and a half. I'll take it. That's right. I've I need it. Point and a half. So it's nine to four and a half for me. Let's move into the movies section. Um, only. For the entire show, only one review to read. So we Not actually bad. are a very light review. It's a slow time for things to be trickling out right now. The only review we actually have is in the television section when Sam talks about the series finale of Arrow. Oh, baby. I know. We got a lot tonight. Uh, but first, we're going to kick it off with a trailer. Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge, if you remember, that's the animated movie yeah. coming out this year. Got a trailer about a minute and a half. Did you watch it? No, day one by. Did you watch the 100%. trailer? 100%. Yeah, me too. What did you think of the trailer? Day one by. It's the comes out the day after my birthday. It'll be pre-ordered Amazon. It'll be on my doorstep April 12th. I that's lo- digital. April 28th is physical. Oh, Mom Duke's birthday. All right, so then that's still day one by. I still get it. <laughs> Are you uh, buying it digital or physical? Nah, I, I always, but you know me, I buy the Blu-rays. I have everything Mortal yeah. Kombat. I got all the legacies and shit. I just love it, man. The animation was great. Scorpion, Sub-Zero, uh, Goro, obviously Goro looks weird. He has like yeah, his face. It's his face. It's it, the bla- they have either black lines or mutton chops. I mean, and it doesn't that look, don't bother doesn't me great. because I never gave a shit about Goro. He never did. He's it. one of my favorites. Johnny Cage is in so like dude. My, Johnny my, Cage, voiced by Joe McHale. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Nah, he's all right. 
I, I like I liked him in Johnny. Game Over, man. He he did have a funny scene in that. That's all I'll say. But I'm, I'm in. The animation was great. Looks it looks bloody like, great. Does it, does it remind you of Batman the animated series? The animation. It remind it reminded me of not not or maybe Bat- Batman Beyond. No, not Another even that. Like there Batman was another Beyond. one of just Batman. This like Batman the series was like Rhino. Rhino something was the voice of Batman that ran for five seasons. That's the animation it kind of reminded me of. But Mortal Kombat, I'm in. Come yeah, on, it, man. The only the only downfall I had with this trailer was the first half of the trailer just made it look like they were going to retell you the first movie again. It's like Shang Tsung in the lair saying, "This is Mortal Kombat, and you got to win it." And that if Shang if Shao Kahn wins, and I'm like, "This is just the first two movies." So I'm hoping that that's like. 20 minutes it's 80 minutes long and then the next hour is the whole scorpion thing it's the scorpion it's literally called scorpion's revenge so my guess is he's gonna kill sub-zero i'm gonna be pissed well it's gonna show either scorpion sub-zero killing him like it is in the mythology or they could go movies and go with johnny cage or Liu kang i can't remember who kills him in hell with slices his head in half whomever that is maybe does it again and then he goes for revenge on motherfucking everyone. I don't know if there's gonna be a. Re- I think on, it's probably a Sub Zero tailored plot. Yeah, they yeah, literally that's go. What it usually, is. they introduce the characters. They go Scorpion, Sub Zero, yeah. and I'm like, okay, like. But I'm in though. Like, I think they sold this. Like, it's we're definitely gonna watch it. I'll watch it. I'm not gonna buy it. Um, I don't. I'm not gonna spend twenty dollars on an eighty minute thing. It just does not. That doesn't have a lot of value to me. Um, when I could just. It'll be out eventually. So well, I'll, I'll buy it when I don't watch it. I'll borrow it. That, yeah, that's usually how it goes. Sam, gotcha. on all of his Batman stuff, he lets me borrow it when he's done watching it. So that's fine with me. But get hyped for it because it's April 12th digital, April 28th physical. Speaking of hype, Sam, the Batman has actually begun filming. Motherfuck. Finally. Yep, Matt Rees put it out on Twitter like he's been doing the whole thing. Day one shooting. Uh, I did see kind of a uh, behind the scenes shoot. And I guess they're trying to get Robert Pattinson over. So they just threw him like a black completely like, covered his whole body people were like oh he looks like he's got small bad ears like people are already speculating that the costume but i imagine that i would say probably within the next month two weeks three weeks there has to be some type of image release like i well, think when he's shot when they take the first shot of him on camera in the full bat suit I, someone's gonna grab a picture well i I, th- I would rather instead of you know letting the fancy a shitty half you know half-ass picture and then they start bitching blah, 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 and then you know then reeves will release his but i think he should get out in front of it release it first then just to calm everyone everything's down, been very strategic yeah. matt reeves has been very strategic in what he posts what he doesn't who he people are waiting for the batmobile people are, there's rumors now that the batmobile is kind of like a muscle car so i don't know how i feel about that like i, I gotta like, i can't like picture like i, I I'm, I'm anxious i'm waiting i, I trust matt reeves because he he kind of blew me away on the, the planet of the apes i was not expecting that for two and three a lot better than i thought they were going to be i just three was okay a little weird there's a lot two, of two was my, killing two was still of... my favorite out of the trilogy i thought that was great um probably that's the one where koga goes nuts or whatever his name is the other the bad monkey goes like nuts in that yeah one. I actually yeah. like the first one better with Franco. Yeah, Frank. I mean, it was good. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. But I, I just, I, I'm just, I'm just biting at the bit. I'm what just, is this? 2021. Yeah, 2021. I'm, I'm just, you know, it's just an interesting cast, and I'm just interesting how they're all going to play well with each other and how they're going to mix and the chemistry there. I am just I'm re- excited. I'm actually the reason I think I'm most excited about this, and don't take this the wrong way, Batman fans. But I'm excited for a Batman movie. Um, and also, happy birthday, Christian Bale. That I'm excited for a Batman movie that doesn't have the Joker in it because we haven't had one since Dark Knight Rises, and that was well. I mean, you had Dark Knight Rises, Batman Begins. Well, I'm saying before two out of the three. That was way before that. I'm saying that was what 2012. I think Batman the first one. Batman Rises, or no, Batman Begins was probably 2008. 
seven, eight. Eight was seven, eight was or uh, nine. Seven, eight was the Dark Knight. So it was before that. It was probably oh five, oh six ish, somewhere in there. Because oh seven, oh eight. Yeah, because because I would have been a sophomore. Yeah, yeah and yeah, I saw it right. in theaters about right. at seven or eight. So uh, I think it was Dark Knight Rises. Was I think like ten or eleven. I know we saw it together in theaters. It might have been two thousand eleven. So it's been a while. I mean, you can count Batman v Superman and Justice League in there, I guess. Mm. I guess. I just don't. I don't know if many people like those movies. No, no. <laughs> it's 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 just cool to have a like we've had Suicide Squad a feature the Joker. We had Joker. We had Killing Joke. We had a lot of things that are that are featuring the Joker, like Birds of Prey stepping away from the Joker. This Batman I, movie. Stepping I, away from I've the Joker. said many times, like I give us villains that we've never seen. Like we there's still like Clayface the, that's still the, sitting there. The problem is that'll that will appease like the hardcore Batman fan, but you have to also you do have to kind of appease the casuals. So if you throw a Clayface in there, it kind of almost has to be as a secondary villain to the Penguin, well, to the Riddler. Well, I think that's kind of why ones. I think that's probably why he threw in the Mad Hatter for this one. Like sure. the Mad Hatter, like I I think I love the Mad Hatter, but to have obviously the Riddler maybe the main Riddler guy and Penguin. Penguin, so then have the Mad Hatter, and I'm sure there's I, I have a feeling there's going to be more, I, especially right. if he's going in the Arkham. I think there's going to be some teasers. I I'm think that the Nolan trilogy missed in a big way not really having a Mr. Freeze um, aspect to them. I think like that was... I, I just you had Raishal Ghoul and the Scarecrow in the first one. Like, see, I, to me, I fucking love that. I don't... That's like my least favorite Batman movie of, oh the, of the Nolan trilogy. Batman v Superman. And, and that's like... And that's crazy because I know that's some people's favorite. Like, yeah. and I, I, I like 2, 1, and 3. That's my order. 2, 3, 1 for yeah. me. I don't mind. I actually don't mind the Bane one. I think if I rewatched it, I might feel differently as like a more critical eye. Back then, I didn't have the critical eye for film that I do now, so maybe I'll feel differently. But it's exciting to have a Batman movie that's oh, that's yeah. based on the Penguin again, who we haven't seen in a while. The Riddler, who we haven't seen since Jim Carrey donned the question mark. Yeah, at least on the big I, I, screen. I need to watch that out of my my mind. <laughs> Some people like. I think he did a really good job. He just played Jim fucking Carrey. Yeah. Yep, yep. That needs to uh-huh. sure. I can just put that under the same character. Uh-huh. Yep. Sounds like the Riddler to me, though. Uh, not my Riddler. Well, your Riddler's a little bit more straight. Mine's serious. Yeah, I, a little like bit more straight. Animated series, it's, you know, it's, it's different. It's That's a, a different Riddler. Uh, Birds of Prey is getting very positive initial reactions by critics. Uh, as customary with large films, uh, well, really all films, the media gets their chance to watch beforehand, and they're allowed to tweet out certain things. So there's a lot of Twitter reactions, non-spoiler, yeah. stuff like that. And I would say 80% of what I read uh, is in the positive realm. Yeah. A couple of them overwhelmingly it's, positive, but it need, that this movie yeah. needs that. It, I think I, I needed it a little bit. Like, I was kind of going in, like, you know, I'm still not, like, feeling the way they had their Black Canary. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Margot is great, and I'm really hoping you and McGregor fucking really it plays Sells a great yeah. fucking Black Mass. I, I'm excited. It's going to be, a, you know, a day one watch for me. Here is the... Here's where I can shit in your Cheerios. Oh, jeez. Uh, you know what movie recently had really good Twitter reactions? And it sucked? Yeah. What? Well, hold on. Had really good critical Twitter reactions, and then it came out, and the fans have... What? A lot of fans have completely destroyed it. Star Wars. So... True. And I would oh, like I, to... Oh, don't, don't matter, because fucking eight of Star Wars has like a 90-something percent, which is absolutely ridiculous. As a film, it's not a bad film. As a Star Wars film, it's a bad film. That's how you have to look at it. I think people look at it as a technical Marvel as opposed to a Star Wars canon film. The critics look at it as a film. They don't judge it by the other seven movies. That's the that's the thing. We judge it as part of the trilogy. They judge it as a standalone. I just I judge it because it was dog shit. But that's <laughs> me. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, Sean. I think – you don't have to apologize to him anymore. No, I, 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 I just – We can move past that. I say and he's like I – can, I can feel like he jerked. Like, ah, 
Like, we can hurt him physically. That. I think, I think like I through think the force somewhere, he felt like a little pinch. Right Maybe, now, like, I think he's on Twitch. Oh, now. His duodenum's acting up. Oh, my duodenum's acting up. Uh, yeah, that movie. I'd like to think that the Twitter haters and like the YouTube haters are the vocal minority as opposed to the silent majority. Similar to like the Pokemon fans and stuff out there who are shitting on Sword and Shield, even though it sold 16 million copies. I'd like to think that, but at the same time. This, the movie got great Twitter reactions, and then it got shit on in theaters. And I, I this this not could this could happen. I'd like to think not. Come on, DC, let's keep the positive train rolling. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'll tell you, Joker did not hold up on a second watch. I'm hoping that Birds of Prey is a good movie. They say Margot plays a great Margot or a great Harley. I Quinn. hope she play. I hope Margot plays a good Margot. <laughs> if she's better than she was in Suicide Squad, which is not a high bar. I I I, I have faith in her. I just don't want to have that that accent. She, she has like the accent. Is it? She has. You already. I heard her talking on trailers. Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm just going in, just kind of keeping my. I'm not going to put the film on a pedestal. I'm just going to go and just fuck what everyone says. Try I just to hope. The, the I just hope the comedy hits. Her comedy sucked in Suicide Squad. What is that stench up that? You say you say every, every time. time. <laughs> <laughs> a Green Hornet reboot film is reportedly in development at Amasia Pictures. Even though the Seth Rogen one kind of it, it was near and dear to your heart. It, it, no, it was complete shit. But there was a few moments that I, yeah. I actually laughed out loud, Hell like yeah. funny. And I you do, can find redeeming qualities in bad movies. Yeah, you know, I think James Franco dies early on or something in the movie. It's been a while since I've seen it, but hey, I I think like the old show was good, so I think to re- give it another shot, I, I think smart. You know why? Why not? Who is your Green Hornet? Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> no, nah. he, 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 he can't be another one. Nah. I don't know. I'd rather give somebody uh, else, like a newcomer, or would you rather be like somebody that's kind of established but in the young. Yeah, like uh, shit. Maybe Green like, Hornet, Kit maybe, Harrington. Maybe they say Stephen Amell. You just gave it up as Ooh. Arrow. Let's go, Keep, Aaron Paul. You know, hey, you never know. As Jesse Pinkman, Jesse Pinkman, the Green Hornet. That's where he goes. I'm, I'm listening to Vince Gilligan. He was just, he was just on. Um, uh, who's the guy that does the Talking Dead? Chris Hardwick. He just on his podcast, and I'm like 40 minutes in. It's I love it. He, Vince is the man. Oh really? I didn't know yeah. that Chris Hardwick had Vince. Is it a new episode? It came or out it... one day after El Camino was released. Okay, cool. So, so it's semi recent still. Yeah, it, cool. Just here, tell him. Is cool. it Nerd Soup? I think it's called or something like that. Something like that. I'll, I'll show you the title after. I forget what it was. Uh, Uncharted. <laughs> Another. F- Both of us had this movie in our 2020 wish list, but for different reasons. Uh, I think Sam said, I hope Idiot it's good. With Chris Hardwick. Okay. Uh, Sam said, I think, I hope it's good. I said, I hope it gets canceled. Um, it's leaning towards my part. As Uncharted has been pushed back to 2021, uh, and not only has it been delayed a year, which we knew was coming because they have their seventh director and Tom Holland yeah. is still all over the Spider-Man stuff. So, and this movie is supposed to come out this year. Bullshit was this movie coming out this year. So this delay is less news but more the inevitable. The second part of the story, which is actually just as fascinating, is the fact that the new release date for this movie is actually the release date of the same company's Masters of the Universe reboot, which has now been canceled. I'm I'm kind of upset because yeah. I, I I fucking love He Man. Uncharted's taking over He Man spot, so He Man got the boot. Like that's got to piss off some He Man fans for a movie that has seven directors. No, I mean I, I do want the Uncharted film. I, I mean out of both, I would probably say I would want Masters a little bit more. Just go watch Jungle Cruise. It's just like Uncharted. It takes place in a jungle and there's vines. And it's and I guess the rocks it's in got it. The so. rock. Just go watch Disney's Jungle. Uh, that's, Cruise. That's a shame. Hopefully they retool it and it kind of comes back. 
What Masters of the Universe? Yeah, I, I, I want to. I they need a. Like, it's been on hold indefinitely now. Besides what Dolph Lundgren? That's all we knew. And I think was Kevin Smith behind it. You know, was that animated? No, that, that's yeah, that's separate. That's separate on Netflix. Thing. That's yeah, Netflix yeah. thing. Yeah. Was that canceled? Mm-mm. No, you still right going. Same with the thing. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. You My skipped. bad. You skipped. My bad. Two movies getting remade: Anaconda and The Thing. Uh, the Thing is getting remade by Universal and Blumhouse, and Anaconda is getting remade. Uh, they say the inspiration is like the Meg, uh, like you know, a big animal. So if you remember yeah. the first Anaconda, it's a giant snake that killed a lot of people in a river. Yep. They're trying to make this an even bigger snake with more action. That's why they say it wants to be like the Meg. The Meg didn't have that much action. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah, it only had a you know. It has it's it had its moments. Yeah. Yeah, but it was Meg, kind of short and sweet. I mean, I I do Meg like was like three hours. What the fuck are you talking about? I I do like uh, no, like the action. Like you know, it was like when it happened, it was just short. Gotcha. Um, I, I did like the original Anaconda. Did you? Was that LL? Yeah. No, 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 no. That was Ice Cube. Ice Cube and Brandy or something. I don't remember. There was a couple people. J Lo was Ice Cube. J Lo yeah, was Ice Cube, right? I make like I'm not crazy. Ice right? T. No, no, no. Like Ice no, it was Cube. cube. It was right, Cube. Right. It was Cube. Yeah, right. I'm not crazy, right? I think it, I I see Ice Cube. Maybe I'm wrong. But I guess he's gonna look this up. I, th- I think it is that maybe. I'm trying to think. Jennifer Lopez. I said that. Is it? Yeah. I think it's Ice Cube. I don't know. But if not, oh, John Voight's in it. Ice Cube. Ice Cube, cool. Right. Ice Cube, J Lo, Eric Stoltz, John Voight, Owen Wilson. Oh, he dies. He dies early. That's right. Yeah. Spoilers. Watch, watch. He lives. Danny Trejo. <laughs> I never forget everything. But I mean, the thing I never, I never, that really never did anything for me. But I, I probably would check out the new. What Anaconda. about the thing? I think that was Kurt Russell, two thousand three, yeah, something don't like know. that. But that'll be remade by Universal Blumhouse. So just a couple of old horrorish, thrillery horror movies getting remade for your pleasure. Uh, speaking of horror, Disney announces a live action remake for Bambi, and yes, I'm interested too to see what they do with that scene. Just go out in the fields. It's the hunters. It's, it shit happens every day. I mean, I, I, this would be one that I probably have no interest in seeing. Does Bambi talk? Like, I don't know. Probably. This is the this yeah. is going to be made yeah. in the same style as The Lion King, yeah. which, by the way, The Lion King is now available on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I know. I got it. Now, I, once you, I think I saw you post, like, shit, now I really have to see it. Yeah. Um, same. We posted it. Yeah. On our Facebook page. Yeah, but. Just search We Podcast and things on Facebook. <laughs> Somewhere. Um, Sam used to run that. He used to be super active. I know. He ain't I at all anymore. Fell off. He ain't anymore. <laughs> Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm getting ripped today, guys. Some inside baseball, but Sam uh, did just help me put a pool cover on. So in January, so I, I have. It's a fact that makes I, up I for no YouTube say, content. I actually have to say, if you says, say, Greg, we have a YouTube channel with 10 million subscribers, or you help Yo, me put a pool. Well, I'll take the pool. Could cover. you imagine checking, <laughs> going back, like, holy shit! This whole time he's been running one in the dark corner of the web. <laughs> one day I'm gonna surprise the shit out. <laughs> it's me tube like what the fuck you never oh, know oh my goodness gracious yeah so we're getting a live action remake of bambi similar to the lion king live action remake i'm just i'm not looking forward yeah, to this that's... at all bambi was already on my lower end of disney films yeah, that as I'll, a kid i didn't care for it i never cared for it as a kid i, I, I tried to rewatch it i got grown up as a hunter so it's yeah, like right. that never interests me yeah i'm not a hunter i'm not uh into that but i i don't i can't hate on it because i eat meat and i wear yeah. leather Something I did literally tonight at the same time was wearing a belt while eating pork. So I can't hate. While wearing Croc shoes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Is that even real leather? It's not. That's like that's like silicone. Buddy, buddy like Rock had Croc shoes today on. I was like, damn, they look really good. Like, seriously. I was like, oh, they 350? I'm good. I don't need it. <laughs> I think they're rubber. Or silicone. 
Don't think they're leather. Uh, Flip-flops sometimes. What else we got? The Transformers are reportedly getting a revamp with two new films. Possibly one being even Beast Wars 2. People have said this. Deadline and Variety. So... Uh, Beast Wars smoke. Beast Wars would be great. I I think they're still trying to make a Transformers sequel, and I know Cena said he's obviously he wants to be attached if they do a sequel. A Bumblebee, you mean? Yeah, the Bumblebee. What I say? Transformers. Transformers. <laughs> they're definitely uh, the Bumblebee. Do that. Which I didn't see. I still didn't see the new Bumblebee movie yet. Which I, I want to because I did hear it was actually pretty good. But I mean, I'm I'm in the, the Transformers. They need to reboot after Shia left, in my opinion, because the Mark did Wahlberg he leave film. The second one or the th- third? Th- one? Third one. Yeah, Megan Fox was only in the first one, right? Maybe the second one? I think I think she was in the first two. Yeah. Maybe she might have been even in the third one a little. No, no, just the first two. Just the, just first. the first two. But yeah. w- once Shia left... Mark Wahlberg did the one that I think had like... Well, he had the dinosaur one, I think. Yeah. I mean, that, that they, to me, had the coolest premise. Yeah, they it just looked cool. Flat. It just... Yeah, it didn't make what it won. I think he made two, but... They just did he make two, right? The Dark yeah. something? And Dark the, Side of the Moon or something. Moon. Isn't that an Aussie record? Pink Floyd. <laughs> Whatever. But, yeah. <laughs> I, I like you. I like you, Floyd. <laughs> if you listen to that backwards, you can actually hear the Transformers movie playing in the background. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> uh, Fast and Furious Nine's getting a trailer today, so by the time you're listening to this, you can go on our Facebook page and check out the new Fast and Furious. The only 9 thing trailer. I'll say is when they released John Cena's poster. when they released the every character got their own picture in front of a car. I saw John Cena with hair his face. I swear, I, I texted Greg Emilio like, "Yo, I just laughed my ass off at this picture." Like just. Just laugh. It's all his face laugh. John Cena with hair was funny two years ago when he tried to do a comb over. Now when he tries to have it like slicked up like a fucking badass, it's the funniest shit you'll ever it's, see. I, I, it's I almost take just me. want to take the the, the the poster, zoom in really close on his face, and just post the face on our Instagram or something. You know who he would, he would be good at if they did a um he would be good a at street, Fred Flintstone. street fighter? The guy with blonde hair? Guile. Guile. Perfect. <laughs> Make would, that happen. He would be a good M. Bison. Yeah. He's, I, I still think he'd be a good Guile. I think he could do it. Guile. Blonde hair. Just Guile's hair. from Guile's from America. Cena's from New England. So he could have like, can you imagine Guile with a, did you happen to see that commercial for a Smat Pack? The Hyundai Sonata. Oh, I did with Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah, it was funny. John Dude, Krasinski. What a fucking commercial. I've watched funny. that commercial five times. I hate yeah. now that commercials are leaking before the Super yeah. Bowl. I hate that. They're doing it on purpose. I shouldn't say leaking. But it, it, was, it was funny. I'd rather, it was if, funny. if I watched that during the big game, I'd be a commercial of the fucking night. All the commercials have sucked over the past couple yeah. of years. So, like, I don't know. Smart Prack is funny. As yeah, she, it was good. I can't remember her name. Who who's in she it? was? She was on. She, she was still on Shameless. Yeah, yeah, she was. Uh, she's been in Saturday Night Live forever. I can't remember her yeah, name. Yeah, I forget her name. She's the worst part about it because she's over her bo- her boss accent. She's like Smart Pack, and I'm yeah. like, that's the. She much. actually, I hated her character in Shameless. Like, I, 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 maybe it's her. I don't know. People like her. She's just not my cup of tea. Chris Evans is funny. They have David Ortiz in there. He's oh, like, shut yeah. up, and like it's Poppy. He's yeah. like. Very smart. I was like, fucking yeah, rad. It was commercial. good. Really I, good I love commercial. Evans. He's the man. Yeah, he's he's actually got a good Boston, too. Yeah. Krasinski. <laughs> oh, they both are great. It made me want to think about buying a Hyundai Sonata. Not a sponsor. Jeez. <laughs> Le- uh, Le- I was going to say Liquid Death 5. <laughs> Lethal Weapon 5 is happening with Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, and yes, even everyone's favorite, Richard Donner. I love that. Dickie D. I love that everyone's coming back. Like, <laughs> What I- the fuck are they going to do? I mean, okay, there's no reason to have a Lethal Weapon 5. Riggs. But, but I am in. Riggs. E- even. I'm too old for this shit. Maybe they even bring back Pesci. You never know. Pesci's too old for this shit. No, I don't know. It, it- Shit, if he's been all since the second one, so I mean, I, I'm ready. I have to see it. I've seen all the first four. I love, I love is, is, is Riggs and Murtaugh? That's Lethal yeah, Weapon, right? Yeah, I, 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 I loved it. Man. How I Met Your Mother does an episode, all kind of about they they incorporate 
lethal weapon yeah. throughout the episode. And Jason Siegel is Murtaugh, and he's like, Riggs, oh, Riggs, geez. I'm too old for this. And then um, Bob Saget cuts over and he goes, stuff. He says, stuff. Oh, <laughs> it God. gets me every time. I'm too old for this shit. Anyway, I don't know. I thought that was interesting that they're going to try to do a Lethal Weapon 5. Uh, we also got a 30-second teaser. I don't know if you watched it for Jesus Takes the Wheel. What, what was that? It's Nobody Fucks with the Jesus. It's the Big Lebowski sequel. Oh, no, all I about the, all it. about the Jesus, the bowler yeah, who's yeah, a fucking pedophile, pedophile yeah. and it's it. John Turturro, I think. I, I I love John Turturro. He is a great freaking actor. Like this his, movie, his brother Nick is great too. Yeah. Like, I love this. The, this the teaser made it look like a direct to TV bullshit uh, horrible sequel for kids. Like uh, it's there's no words shame. in it, but like he's just at a bowling alley, throws a ball, goes around the earth, and there's neon. It's. It very it looks very not promising, and I'm I'm like uh, I won't be surprised if I this, skip it. It's a decade too. I'm complete. Yeah. I'm gonna skip. Yeah. It's it's a decade too late. As much as I love the Big Lebowski, like John Goodman can't do what he did in that yeah. first one. No way he can. You're out of your fucking element, Donnie. <laughs> ah, what a great line. Great film. Yeah, but I I don't know so much about this second one. How? When's the first time you saw Big Lebowski? Do you remember? Eighth grade. <laughs> like did that's you, how long ago did you get it like it's a pretty artsy I, I only saw it one time and i just thought it was okay i didn't like at that time i think that's when our buddy murph was oh my god you gotta go it might have been freshman year but i think the first time i saw it i just wasn't really i guess like i don't know i was just starting to get into movies like like for real i guess is the right way to say it I just i just thought it was okay, okay. I, I it didn't move me well speaking of moving we're gonna move into our top 10 movies for the week at the box office number 10 falling from number eight domestically 3.5 million dollars is knives out so still staying in the top 10 number sign sonic uh, number nine falling from number seven i combined nine and seven for a little <laughs> snine uh is just mercy at four million dollars number eight falling from number six apparently a very good film little women at 4.6 million dollars uh, number seven, falling from number five at $5.5 million, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Number six, new to the list, at no- $6.9 million, a horror film in January, everyone's favorite, The Turning, getting a solid two on IGN. But that's a solid two. Almost a 2.5. Yeah. Might even have gotten 2.5. I think a two, though. Number four, falling from number... I'm sorry, for number five, falling from number four at $7.7 million, is Jumanji The Next Level. Number four, new to the list, The Gentleman at $10.6 million. Number three, see, this is where The Gentleman kind of did, I don't know the budget, but when you get beaten by the second week of Doolittle, that's a problem. Oh, gosh. That's a problem. Doolittle staying at number three at $12.1 million, down 44%. Number two, staying at number two at $15.9 million is 1917. And at $34 million, number one, Hanging on to the number one spot was Bad Boys for Life. Doesn't sound so good for the gentleman that you didn't beat one of the worst critically yeah. unacclaimed films of the year. I mean, the, We're early, well, but still. And I, there's nowhere – it couldn't have had a budget like that because that the Doolittle was a $175 million budget. I, I imagine the gentleman was probably like a $50, $60 million film if I had to just take a, take a guess. I'm, a, I'm a taking a look now. Uh – but it's a great cast: Charlie Hunnam, McConaughey. It's got an eight point one on IMDb, Hugh Grant. And a sixteen thousand, a fifty one on Metacritic. That's actually. Hmm. Does it say the budget on? Uh... But a buddy of mine did see it. He said it was really good. So I'm, I'm good to see it no matter what. I, I do love McConaughey. I think he's a great actor. Me too. We'll talk a little bit more about Matthew McConaughey in the television section of the program. Hey, I don't think that the. Uh, I'm going to just look. They didn't up. post it. 
I don't think they put the budget on IMDb. I'm just looking it up on Googs. Oh, uh, $18.4 million budget. So, yeah, oh, okay. They'll be, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. So, I guess when you look at the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a of an old flopper. Yeah, and they didn't put that much in the marketing because I didn't see too many trailers. For I, I totally agree. Me neither. All right, moving into uh, what's coming out in theaters this week. Because, again, in this new year, we decided to catch up and not give you because we release on Fridays now. So, we're going to give you, like, what's coming out now. Yeah. So, it's pretty cool. I like that we reset that in 2020 the rhythm section uh gretel and hansel used to be called hansel and gretel but in 2020 yeah, gotta flip that shit we've had like 15 iterations of that oh, goddamn yeah. movie the assistant the trader a lot of movies with the in the title and that's it next week we have a yeah, big one yeah next but this week is pretty dead in the theaters um on imdb the the highest rated film is the trader at 7.2 with, yeah, say, uh, I'd rather just see The Gentleman or Knives Out or 1917. They would be my three films I'd go. I would say, for me, Bad Boys for Life is probably still my number one until I see that movie. I'm so psyched After, to see that If movie. you don't see it, you watch it here, you watch the first ten minutes, I expect you just pause it, text send me it. a text, and say, you were right, and then continue your movie. Continue. Well, we're going to move into the television section now. I'm going to give Sam the mic uh, when he gets to talk about the series finale of Arrow. I, I, I can't. See, I will, try I to stay spoiler-free. No, I, I, I can't because the spoiler... I'll just, I'm just going to say, the, the spoiler at the end was fucking awesome. It, the way they did that... I, can't, I don't even want to say too much because I'll give it away. But I thought... It was its eighth season. It was its eighth series. It was eighth season, the series finale... You know, Stephen Amell wasn't in it too... Well, no, he, I guess he was. Okay. Because the way they film it, it's because he's already dead. Right. From, from, Christ, from Christ on Infinite Earth, Earth. But the way they do it, they tie kind of everyone's story. They have his funeral. They have a statue. It would actually look pretty cool. Of course, the Flash is there. Uh, Supergirl kind of just makes his appearance at the is funeral. Is it Gustin's Flash or is it Ezra's? No, just Grant Gustin. Um, but it was just cool just to see them there. And, you know, as to get, as, uh, they go get her daughter from the, the future. So she's there. And just because if they do... Is she the Black Canary? She's... She will. She is the next Green Arrow if they pick up her series. Because episode nine, the episode before that, was, was the their pilot. backdoor pilot yeah. of the Green, Green Arrow, Arrow and the Canaries. And Canaries. So it was just pretty cool. Um, I I thought it was it was he went out nicely. I will say I'll just say Manu Bennett makes a, a very small cameo, which we all know my favorite season is season two when he was Deathstroke. And before they did the finale, it was like an hour long of kind of like the cast talking about everything and favorite, you know, favorite villain, favorite season, whatever. And David Ramsey, who plays you know, the Spartan, who was like Green Arrow, was like right-hand man. But he said, he goes, I, I think season two was our best season ever. He said, Manu Benny goes, that guy is intense and he's scary. Like people are like, he he was the best villain. Like I, I think he is. Like I don't think they ever topped him. They had some cool villains, but I always felt like they were a step behind him. But... Just, they had this awesome shot, I think probably all waited for, where it's just basically Oliver just mowing down people. I mean, it, it was movie cloud. It was, he must have dropped 50 people. And just like a continuous five-minute shot of just action. And I think that was maybe, I feel like this last episode was just a love letter to the fans. Anything that we ever said we wanted, they gave it to us. I thought it was, they tied a nice bow on the end for Arrow and what happens to, to him and Felicity. Because she makes an appearance because she didn't. Shagwell? She didn't appear in anything in 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 episodes one through nine. So, she, but she came back for the finale, and she was great. Like she never freaking left. She, Emily uh, Records is, is is brilliant. Heather Graham is what he meant. Shout out to Austin Powers. Yeah, I'm spy who shagged me. But um, I, what they did, I, I guess at the end, guys, 
it, it's worth it. If you never watched, if you gave up on Arrow, I would just say watch the finale and just the ending. You would be like, oh shit. Because if you, if you at least watch the first two seasons, it's worth it just to watch this. It's worth it to me just to watch Crisis, to watch the five episodes of Crisis, watch this finale. And I, I think Arrow for eight seasons, yeah, three and four were a little miss for me. But I think they nailed the finale. It's called Fade Out. Fade Out is an imperfect but ultimately effective conclusion to a long-running superhero saga. With Crisis already having handled Oliver Queen's last and greatest sacrifice beautifully, this episode is free to explore the aftermath and spend one last hour with old friends. The finale makes excellent use of the series' two most critical supporting characters, sending Mm. somebody on their way and teasing even bigger and better things for the other person I don't want to say. The series falls... How about fails? To achieve closure with certain other characters, blank blank being the most glaring example. I'll let you know that offline. Yeah. Uh, But at least the finale knows its priorities. Eight. Yes. (laughs) Just leave it. No, like, it's, it's solid. Yeah. Yeah, like, like I, 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 I showed Sam who they were referring. Yeah, to. who it was and like his like the scene that that was in when it happened, I was like, oh, get the fuck! Out. But it, it, it was just how they did, it, and I was like, okay, I'll let it slide because we have an update uh, to the story we ran last week, where the there was a report out there that said the Obi Wan series on uh, Disney Plus was indefinitely delayed. There's an update that says. Well, hold on about indefinite. It looks like we have a, a date for it to start. Ewan McGregor actually came out and said in an interview, guys, hold on. This delay is really because the producers just want to start shooting in January and not August. Okay. I'm so fine with that. I'm fine with that. We're just going to get about a year until it starts. So we're a couple, we're probably about a solid two years away from this show. Um, there were ex- there were reports that it's going down to four episodes. Yeah. That a million. Other I was things. getting I was getting scared. I haven't heard a damn thing about any of that. I'd imagine eight is kind of the going rate nowadays yeah. for streaming shows. That's, all, that's like the perfect run. Um, I'm I'm good with ten. Depends though. Like I think the Mandalorian at a half hour could have been ten. If it was an hour at ten, there'd been a lot of filler. Yeah. But it's only a half hour to a full, like forty minute show. So but I, I that could have been good at ten. But my know. faith is restored. So I'm good now. I'm well, not. I'm not, as, yeah, I'm not as worried. Yeah, if it was anybody else coming out and saying something, like whatever. But you know, McGregor, McGregor coming out saying like, and he wants know. this. It's not like he doesn't want it. Come on, for sure. And he's he's been making a lot of appearances and a lot of things lately. He's in Birds of Prey, especially he's, he's doing the rounds. Yeah. Yep. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has reportedly been moved up, up, not delayed. We've been talking a lot about delays yeah. lately. We're gonna get this moved up, just like WandaVision. Uh, they're both coming out this year in 2020, so get your Disney Plus subscription ready uh, and renew them if you've canceled because The Mandalorian is over, or you might get this show in August. I can't, I can't wait. Bet- between this, Season yeah. 2, Mandalorian, even WandaVision, like, bring it all. Yep. Let me see what uh, you got. Like I said to you, I just hope, I don't think it will, I just hope that the, uh, the show's quality does not take a hit because they moved up okay. a couple months. I, I'd That's like all. to think they know what they're doing. Games delay a month to just add polish. Now you're taking four to six months away from production to move it up. I just hope that they have a big enough team. That I, li- I like it. I like the confidence of them moving it up. Yeah, is it confidence? Or I, I, is it, I'd rather go that way than the other is way. Is it confidence or is it crisis? It could be. What are we releasing? National treasure. <laughs> go get hype. Get friggin' hype. <laughs> that's theatrical anyway. That's not coming to Disney Plus yet. That'll be 2021. Oh, that's that's Plus. like 22. 
Oh, yeah, the that's movie's not coming. Oh, dude, maybe 23, dude. Yeah. Easy. That'll come about six months after it releases on Blu-ray to Disney+, Plus. I'm sure. Maybe even sooner. They've been doing a lot sooner for The Lion King and Aladdin stuff. They've been adding them like two months after they go to Blu-ray, so maybe not even. Marvel has scrapped Hulu's animated Howard the Duck, which was coming from Kevin Smith, yeah. and the Tigra and Dazzler series. That's two series, not three. Tigra and Dazzler is one of them. Uh, but Modoc and Hitmonkey are still in production. Modoc even going as far as to announcing its cast, Pat no, uh, Oswalt and such. They actually even announced it on Marvel's YouTube page. So it's actually legitimately uh, moving forward with a cast. So basically, of the four series we were promised, half of them are going away. Yeah, including I mean, Kevin Smith. I mean, project. no, no surprise that the, I'm, it I'm, sucks. That's a Kevin Smith project. It's the one I was looking forward to the most. And I, it could always, you know, maybe come back on Disney. I just didn't. It didn't. It didn't make sense for it to re- release in Hulu. And I still like the Modoc with the Netflix. I'm still thinking like, uh. Is uh, Modoc Netflix though? Well, that doesn't make any sense. That's what I'm saying. So I was like. Fox is, is owned by, if Hulu is owned by Fox, Fox is owned by Disney. If so, facto, this was a Disney Plus thing. Yeah, so even that, I'm like. Hulu thing. Even that, I would I thought I would all consider... four of these were Hulu. I don't know. Either that, I, I Marvel would just. Pulled, cons- Marvel pulled everything else from Netflix. And they're losing yeah. it because of Disney owning Marvel. So I don't know if that was Netflix. I just wouldn't I be surprised if they cancel everything. Um. Nah, Modoc's gonna. I think Modoc's moving forward. I mean, if you're if they go as far as to this week announce the Modoc cast on their YouTube page, like the official Marvel and yeah. YouTube page, that's coming. They're not gonna do that and then eat the fucking egg on the face. They just wouldn't release that if there were still questions. But it sucks that it's another Captain Smith yeah. thing that I wanted to see his Marvel, like his take on Marvel. That's all right. I'll see his He Man. I'm good. Yeah, that's a Netflix. I think that you said that earlier. That's a Netflix thing. So that, at least that's still alive uh, for now. Netflix has ordered a 10-episode One Piece live-action series. The twist being that this series has reportedly been in development for a little while, but this is actually the first time we're hearing that it's a Netflix exclusive. I always hear great things about One Piece. That's actually a great, I haven't started it's, it It's a great anime. It's yeah. just another anime that's uh, like a million episodes. Yeah. I'll never get into it. Do you happen to know if there's multiple like series within the One Piece universe? I think I think there might have been like a Like My Hero or... Academia. I'm sorry, like uh, Full Out Metal uh, Alchemist I and then even fully, I'm, I just, I'm pretty sure it's over a 500 episode series. It's been running forever. That's that's, that's daunting. It's 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 uh, maybe I'll check out the live action, but I don't think I'll ever go to the anime. I, I after doing the Naruto Shippuden, after watching over 700 episodes between that and regular Naruto, I just that was just, like that's it. Like I, I just need a break of any anime over 500 episodes. Like yeah. I got to keep it to like 20 I'm at like 50. 100. That's like yeah. my cap because like I watched Yu Yu again recently. It's nice to. Have, oh, that's 112. Like, that's doable. Yeah, that's doable. It's nice to have my iPad to, like, I put on stuff like that in the background while I'm playing Pokemon. Yeah. I kind of killed two birds once. Yeah. Ashley came down the other night, and one of my picks of the week for the next couple of weeks, I was watching that on my iPad as I'm playing Pokemon. She comes down, she goes, how old are you? I was like, 31. You tell him, Ash. 31. <laughs> Thank you very much. And I'm happy I'll to I'll just do go it. F myself. Guess what? I live in a house that I own with a wife and a daughter, and I can do whatever the fuck I want under my roof. God damn it. Tell her that. No, not her. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's our house. Thank God you don't listen. <laughs> point being, point being for all the haters yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. I can do whatever I want. I'm in my base right now. It's pink down here. All my daughter's shit. Oh, yeah. She does have a lot of toys. We're doing a manly motherfucking podcast here, baby. Yeah, I have flyers. one wall of flyers and then your gift you got me six years hey. ago. <laughs> for when we moved it's into the It's a good centerpiece. House. Yeah, I love that thing there. But we're good, when we get a new TV. I'll have to go back, see if that guy, the artist, is still there. Alive? No, I don't. I'm just kidding. Because they could have just moved. Was he getting Chamonix? No, Franklin. Okay. Yeah, we're going to get a new TV eventually and wall mount it. So that cool, thing's coming cool. down eventually. I don't know where it was going to go. Either there or in like the office or space. something. Yeah, funny wall space. Tell her that. This is her wall uh, space. Uh, There's already plans. We're painting and all that. Remember, this is an unpainted wall. There's spackle everywhere. Good luck. 
Who back on track? Nick Pizzolatto, uh, who does True Detective, and Matthew McConaughey, who starred in season one of True Detective, are getting together again. They're teaming up for a new show on FX called Redeemer. I had no idea what Redeemer was, what it was based on, so I did a little. That was me typing. Research. research based on Churchgoer, the debut novel for Patrick Coleman. Don't know who that is, but the Churchgoer is about a pastor who turned. Uh, not turns into who leaves being a pastor to pursue being a security guard, on this, and he then weaves his way into fi- being on the the case uh, for a missing Texas woman. So I'm probably sure it takes some twists and turns. I'll, I see a lot of True yeah, Detective. In this. I will, yeah, hundred percent True Detective. So I will, I'll ha- I have to give it a chance. Like Nick, I don't know, FX, Nick after a lot of great. season two dipped for me, but they redeemed themselves with season three with Mahershala. You, you finished it? Yeah, I'm only halfway through, and I really love it. Season there's Mahershala and um, um, the uh, Stephen Dorff. Yeah. I thought they were great. I, I thought that it wasn't as good as one, but I, I would say really, it's right I there. actually think I like it more than one right now. I'm four episodes in. Let me yeah, finish, you'll, you'll let me get there. Because I, I didn't think even like season one like started hitting me more. Like the more I watched, it, I got yeah. just kept getting sucked in. Sucked season in. one, I know it was only eight episodes, but around season or around episode six, I was hooked. Season two, I think it's a bum rap, because season one was so great. I just I, I don't just, think it's good. I don't think it's as good as one. I think it it's sucks because I love Rachel three. McAdams, I love Vince, Vince Vaughn, Vaughn, and I like Colin Farrell, right. and it just sucks that it's still my least favorite. It's the slowest it of the three. It's got the lo- most loosely. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even like Vince, Vince Vaughn in the role. Did you give a shot to the new HBO show, The Outsider? Did you, did you watch did that? Not. Did you hear about this show? It's like the new big mystery, murder mystery craze, Jason Bateman. Um, Who's the guy who plays Ben Metal? He plays, ben Mendelsohn? Yeah, he plays the, the green I, guy. Before I would ever watch that, I would watch um, his, um, Ozark. I would watch that I, first. I'm super psyched on Ozark. I will say this. if you um, The whole Jason Bateman thing, don't let him being in the show stop you from watching it. I'll tell you more off the no, air. No, I, I like no, I like I love Jason Bateman. I don't. I, that's fine. Okay, I'll tell you more off the air. I don't want to spoil. Okay, it. it's really good. Well, that's good to hear. It's really good. It's a really good murder mystery type deal. So I, I'm into. I'm into that. I'll take over in the gaming space. We got some impressions. We had some early access to Temtem. <clears throat> Temtem is in early access right now on Steam. It's the only place you can play it. It's on PC. It's probably not coming out till 2021. They put out. Again, it's if you got uh, Minecraft was in early access for like five years before the actual game released, and they give you a nice chance to play a lot of the game before it comes out. Then you share your feedback with the developers, and it's basically a working relationship between player and developer that that helps get the game better. Um, so of course, I had to dive in. Thirty bucks right now for early access. Um, I don't know if that'll buy me the full game when it's done. Or if I have to pay a couple extra bucks, ten more, not whatever. Which I'm sure know. you I, would. I don't know yet. It might be a thirty dollars game. I mean, this is a Pokemon clone, so it's a try. They're trying to be Pokemon here and kind of take what Pokemon should have done or could do or what could make Pokemon better and kind of insert it into their own world. A lot of these, um, you know, think about Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, right? PUBG. That was the battle royal game that started it all. The whole Battle Royale craze. But then Fortnite came along, took the formula, made it better, made it more cartoony. And now that's the most popular yeah. game in the world. 
And then Apex Legends comes along after two years of Fortnite dominating and says, we're going to do things our way. And now Apex Legends is getting up there with Fortnite in terms of popularity for the Battle Royale. So for me, I look at these Pokemon clones who come along and they, they want to do Pokemon better. There hasn't been one that broke through yet. Like Digimon, not really a Pokemon clone. It kind of doesn't But that was, thing. I would say that was the closest one. In the pop culture yeah. world, yes. In like the video game world, there's been a couple that have tried but failed. Digimon got the anime and got like the whole back. Yeah, and then that's studio. what I was referring to. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily consider like a Pokemon clone though, just because it has monsters. Cousins. There's like second by by twice by, removed by marriage. Like <sighs> to me, Digimon it wasn't like a capture thing. It was just like a befriend thing. Yeah. Temtem actually, you capture the monster just like you do in Pokemon. Instead of a ball, they're digital mon. Well, they're not Digimon. They are. Holograms, I guess, that come to life. You catch them in Tem cards. So it's like Yu-Gi-Oh a little bit. Like hologram cards, yeah, not but, playing cards. No, but when they, they battle, they throw them down and it'll be like a hologram of the monster comes out. It's a real monster that comes out. So it's a little bit of both, I okay. guess. It's kind of yeah. like Yu-Gi-Oh! I think they, they literally yeah, they pick Pokemon a little bit of everything. Okay. Of all three of them. Um, very, very similar to Pokemon. Like, let me set the stage. You're a kid. In a town, you go to the professor, he gives you one of three starters that are all different types, you have rivals, the difference being, this is an MMO. There's a live world of people okay. playing with you at the same time. I That's, don't want that in a Pokemon yeah. game, but a lot of people do, and it can be jarring, because I don't know who to fucking talk to. Are you an NPC, or are you <laughs> yeah. some guy in Peru? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, yeah. um, but I'm going to talk to everyone. Uh, you pick one of the three starters, you go out, there's Route 1, you go to the lower level Pokemon, the bird that's on Route yeah. 1, and same, you know, kind of like that. It's fire, electric, but instead of psychic, it's mental type. It's, it's a mental type. They have to change a little so bit. They have to change yeah. a little bit. Um, they all have their monsters, they evolve at certain levels, da-da-da, you level up. With it being an MMO, they level up very slowly, which I appreciate. You don't want to, like, cap out your shit by the time you're on the second, like, island. They give us three different places in this um all the areas if you will are like bigger than the typical pokemon area which i i can appreciate um so i, I just jotted down some things i like some things i didn't like the art style it's like a cell shaded blocky 3d kind of cool it's full character customization which i like too the options are limited right now but it's not like pokemon where you pick one of six styles and you're on your merry way that you can actually customize your hairstyle, your color, your eyes, your face, your skin tone, all that stuff. So I like that. Um, art style is cool. It looks like a Dreamcast game on steroids. I kind of I, I like it. Um, the whole emphasis of the game is double battles. You actually lose your first battle on purpose on a one-on-one. -on -one, and they're like, here's a second one. And then you're like, always, you always throw two Temtem. No matter what. Even if you only run into one wild Temtem. They call it untamed. So you throw two. Temtem, okay. you throw two. So I don't it, like the name. Temtem? Yeah. It's a Spanish developer. The name thing, I don't know what it means in Spanish. Maybe that's a thing. Um, and by Spanish, I think literally Spain. Um, not like in Mexico, Puerto Rico, and then Spanish-speaking country. But... Uh, the names of the Temtems are the thing I don't like. I don't think there's a lot of relevance there. Maybe when translated, it means something more. Like Senpai is a duck. I don't know if that's yeah. a thing. Maybe it translates into something better. But I love this emphasis on double battles. Most of the battles you encounter are double battles. Wild Temtem, again, untamed, show up as doubles. And a lot of times it's two of different types. So you can actually catch both. It's It's that's, got a neat cool. dynamic. Okay. I actually prefer double battles in Pokemon. I... When I play uh, Pokemon online, it's all double battles. And then also in the Battle Tower, there's single and double. I always play double. 
I think double battles a lot more strategy. Yeah. So I actually like double battles. So I like that. Um, the Temtems can evolve mid-battle. If they level up and hit their level, that you don't wait till the end. They just evolve right then and there. A nice little yeah, thing. I kind of like that. I could see that. If I yeah. have a Caterp or a Metapod that hits level 10 mid-battle. I, I just I, think of Charmeleon going in the Charizard. Mid-battle. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. I think that's pretty neat. Um, in the show, I think Ash has evolved mid-battle for things. So why not in the games? Well, like the, so. the Charmeleon, they're getting attacked. And he's like, meal, meal, meal. He's trying to, like, I, I remember, man. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, a few of the designs are pretty cool. Like I said, there's a duck with a shell on its head. Looks pretty cool. There's a, some fish that look cool. Some bugs that look cool. Overall, they're a little blocky, and I don't love all the designs. I think the designs are hit and miss. I think a lot of people like them because it's it's cool to hate Pokemon on Twitter right now. Um, the names, like I said, are a huge miss. All of them. I've yet to run the one name that I can remember, except for Sampai because he's a cool-ass duck. But like, doesn't sound name, good for this game. The right? names, I, it's, it's getting reviewed great everywhere. I wow. think a lot of that's people that are butthurt about Pokemon, and then other people that haven't played Pokemon Sword and Shield, so they just wanted something different. Yeah. So, but I think a lot of that. But as a Pokemon diehard, I can still say I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but I just don't like the names are fucking stupid. I, they have to translate to something because to me they mean nothing. Uh, half the reason I love Pokemon games are the music, the soundtrack. I love going into a gym and hearing that gym theme or the G- Team Rocket theme or in Sword and Shield, the gym battles with the gym leaders are the – it's some of the coolest music I've ever heard in a Pokemon game. In g- video games, I love it. The crowd's chanting with you. Oh, super cool. The music in Temtem is shit. It's brutal. Damn. It's brutal. I said, I, like, it's I'm like already one, out of the game. It's like, like I, one, I wouldn't even get this game. It's like one violin. It's bad. That sucks. Don't love that. Don't love that at all. Um what do we got? Uh, it's a okay. Here's like the overall thinking. It's a good thing that we're getting these well-regarded, good. Like I said, it's a good game. Um, if you want a alternative to Pokemon, it's up there with one of the better ones. Um, I like that we're getting good, well-regarded Poke clones, as I'll call them, because to me, I look at it like professional wrestling. When AEW came along and they're doing very well, they average almost yeah. a million viewers live and then about 1.2 1.3 once it's all said and done after streaming and dvr um that's a good thing because it pushes wwe to want to need to be better when in to write better stories when in a couple months i think they debuted in august or september or something like that maybe october for aw you're already half of what raw does when raw has been around since 93 so that's a good thing pushes vince mcmahon i think this is the same thing temtem if it continues to gain popularity dude like 12,000 viewers at once on Twitch. Like, oh, that's impressive. It's, it's getting okay. huge yeah. numbers. Huge numbers on Twitch. Um, a lot of people are playing it. That can only be good to try to like push Pokemon. And it's, it's, I think it's just something new. People are, you know, we just over Pokemon. Let, let's see what's over here. Um, I could say it. If they were over Pokemon, though, then you wouldn't go play a Pokemon clone because it's literally the same game, but different. With a different blanket thrown over it, like it's still battling and catching. Yeah, and it's this, and you're battling gym. It's like the same concept, but like I guess because it's the same formula. But I guess just like it does. Oh, I forgot to say they they have this thing called a stamina system. So in Pokemon, you know how you get tackle and you get forty tackles. Yeah, and water gun, you get thirty yeah. water guns. Yeah. Instead of that, what Temtem does is each Temtem has a life bar. Let's call it fifty HP, and then under that they have a stamina bar. That's full, and as you use moves, yeah, it goes down. It goes okay. down. Yeah. I actually I like that. So, I like, like that. I, I do like that a lot. Um, 
And uh, that, that kind of changes it up a little bit from a battle perspective. So I do like that. But let's call this what it is. The people that are saying this game is better than Pokemon, you're just hating Pokemon to hate it. Um, that to me, I don't take those people seriously with those opinions because you probably didn't even play Sword and Shield. I had a couple people on our own social media come and say like, dude, Sword and Shield, when we talked about the DLC, I got somebody said like, so they're finally releasing the full game. And I said, well, what'd you think of the full game? Like the game we got? And he said, I don't know. I don't own it. Wow. I was like, you can't, like, we can't have this argument yeah. then. Like, it's so I think, worth it, I think yeah. a lot of people are just hating to hate right now. But I will say, this is a fun little game. I, I don't know how involved I'm going to get in it. Like when it comes out in full, probably in 2021, I'm happy I, I paid the 30 bucks to play it. I'm happy I'm going to continue playing it because it is a cool thing. I'm hoping for better stuff. The environments are cool, but like it's just a Pokemon clone. Just uh, just play Pokemon. I, I'm going to continue to play Pokemon. This isn't something that's going to like take me away from yeah. Pokemon, but I'm happy I, I played it. It's, it's pretty good. Nintendo Switch already passes 50 million units sold. So it's been out since March of 2017. The Wii U lifetime, just under 14 million. So it's Jeez. already blown that out of the water for a year. But do you know what it just passed? Oh. Xbox One. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't realize it's only sold. 40-something. So it outsold the Ouch. Xbox One. And the Xbox One's been around since 13 or 14? I think 14. Maybe early 15. But I think 14. So the Xbox has at least two years on it, and the Switch has already passed it, which is insane. I would be I would, if I was Xbox right now for their new system. I'd be I'd be nervous as shit. No, nah, because nah. the Xbox One X and S did well. Did well. Okay. The one just they fucking yeah. flubbed that marketing, and now with Sony not at E3, Xbox has a chance to dominate that stage yeah. and not have Sony upstage it a day later with their press conference. If they do it right, like if Sony's smart. They do their big unveil the week of or or before or after um, E3 and show off the PS5 or maybe even a month before and just, just totally blow Microsoft out. But I think the Switch doing better than Xbox One was kind of to be expected. You have a hybrid console handheld from Nintendo. And in its first month, its first day, you had Breath of the Wild. Then you had Mario Odyssey. Then Luigi's Mansion, Animal Crossing's coming. Pokemon came twice. So, like, it's got a lot of great first-party support, and that's something Xbox yeah, doesn't yeah. have. They have Halo. They have Gears. Um, something that I really liked about uh, Nintendo Switch passing the 50 million units, it's the 3DS is in the 70s, so it actually, uh, 3DS is 75 million, and fifth Switch is at 53. So they're only 20-something million behind wow. uh, 3DS. Close. 3DS has been out for since, like, 2012 yeah. or 13, so that's crazy to think. On top of that... We are probably getting a Switch Pro this year, so that's yeah. even going to push it even further. And I have some pretty cool sales data on the top 10 selling Switch games ever so far. Um, number 10, 5.37 million units, Luigi's Mansion 3. That's so fast. 5 that's million fast. units, October 31st. Yeah, that's a fast turnaround. Uh, number 9 at 5.85 million, Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. Cool. Number uh, 8, 9 million. Nine million units, Super Mario Party. Nice. Is almost a ten yeah. million. I'm, I'm kind of hoping Mario Kart's on this seller. List. Uh, number well, it was one of the top twenty selling games of the decade, so it's a pretty good shot. Uh, number seven, Splatoon two at nine point eight one million units. For all you Pokemon fans, you're gonna love these next two, uh, or oh, Pokemon wow. haters. Number six at eleven point seven million. Twelve million units for all you Gen One haters, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Damn. Pikachu. Nice. Yeah, so all you Kanto fans, you're just 
the people that hate Gen 1, you're just proving more and more that they have a lot of reason to release yeah. Gen 1 yep. over and over and over. Um, something that came out in 2018. Then something that came out two months ago. Sword and Shield, 16 million units. So, uh... All you folks on Twitter that boycotted Sword and Shield did a great job. Yeah, it didn't work. Yeah, all you guys that voted with your wallet really worked out well yeah. for you. Which tells me it's kind of what I wanted to circle back on with the uh, Star Wars hate. It just proves that Star Wars went over a billion with bad reviews. Good for it. Pokemon Sword and Shield, 16 million units with bad publicity on shit. It tells me that the that the haters on Twitter are the minority. Well, the th- majority votes with the wallet. I just feel like Twitter is like a hate engine. Like I, I always mean, it's, just see it's more It's definitely hate. not not a hate engine. Yeah. Uh, number what is this? Four. Uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, sixteen point three million units, awesome. making it the highest selling Zelda game of all time. Uh, number three, Super Mario Odyssey, sixteen point five million units. So that's going very well as well. Number two, it's seventeen point six eight million units is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Oh. And number one. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Hey. Take a guess. It's more than 17.6. I was going to say 19.36. 21. 23 Damn. million units. And weren't you the one saying, we don't need it? It's like they're number one. I'd rather Mario Kart yeah. 9. No shit, we don't need it. I said, I don't need no, it because so, I owned so, it since so 2013. You already on Wii know U. they're working on another one. I don't They know. got it. If that's your number one sell, you would be. They might just milk it for a while. Not smart. They might just keep milking it. It's it's continuing to sell. It's got half of the people that own a Switch almost own, it, own Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is insane. Pokemon Sword and Shield for context at the uh, 16, what did I say? 16.06? 16.06 million units. <coughs> this is on the Switch, by the way, that is does not have as many sales as the 3DS, does not have as many sales as the Game Boy. Here is the crazy part. Ruby and Sapphire, 16.2 million. Wow. It's almost passing Ruby Sapphire. Black and White, 15.64. Past Black and White. X and Y, 16.4. It's almost past the 3DS X and Y. It's going to pass it it by the end of the month. And by the way, these sales figures were as of December 31st. It might have already. It it, it is already over. Sun and Moon, 16.18. It's already past that. Damn. Diamond and Pearl, 17.6. So from like a DS, 3DS family, it's probably going to eventually pass that yeah. but that's the high mark then you get into the gen 2 that had i think in the 20s and then red and blue is i think in the 40 yeah, millions ain't gonna touch no one's touching ain't them. gonna touch that baby. but that's insane and here's some other nintendo sales news some other million sellers I, I have to emphasize how big it is when we report that a game hit a million copies because of all the games that didn't a million copies is enormous marvel ultimate alliance 3 as a switch exclusive passed a million sales astral chain is wow. a million seller. <coughs> How wow. crazy is that? Ring Fit Adventure. 2.1 million Christ. units sold for Ring Fit Adventure. Fire Emblem Three Houses. 2.6 million units sold. Jesus. Uh, Legend of Zelda's Link's Awakening. 4.1 million units yeah. sold. Super Mario Maker 2 passes the 5 million units sold as well. And then Luigi's Mansion 3, like we said, is number 10 uh, all time at 5.37. So, like... Every first-party Switch game is like a million seller. ARMS sold a million copies. Which is crazy. Because people just love Nintendo so much. I'm just telling you, you said your wish list was to go get a Nintendo Switch. You can't really have a better time than now. No, no, you're right. I guarantee you, you have a lot to play. But first one will be Mario Kart, because I love it. 
details about Pokemon Home have finally been announced. Uh, I wanted to, like, pull up a big thing and talk about it. I feel like I've already gone on a little too much about the first two stories, so I'll keep this short. There's a free option and a paid option. The paid option is $16 a year, um, I think. Definitely not a month. Definitely not a month. $16 a year, and you get, like, unlimited storage. Um, but it's coming for the Switch and the phone. It's actually going to be a mobile app, too, where you can actually make trades with each other in the game on your phone. So pretty cool. Some people are obviously up in arms because $16 is about three times more than Pokemon yeah, Bank was pain, yeah. on 3DS. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot more features. The weird thing to me with this whole thing was at the bottom of Pokemon.com when they came out with this announcement, they had like a list of the 3DS, I'm sorry, the Switch and the mobile, and they had like what what feature was in what app, like checkmark and X yeah. of which one's in which. And that was weird to me because uh, there were things that I thought would be in one version that aren't in the other one. So I'm just going to go over that really, really fast, and then we'll move on. Um, you can, again, move Pokemon between games. You can trade them. You can do some other cool things. Um, but here is like the premium plan thing. Uh, Pokemon Bank, moving Pokemon Bank, is not available in the free. To get your Pokemon from bank to home, have to have of the premium. Of course, you have to pay for it, of course. Uh, the number of Pokemon that can be deposited for free, only 30 Pokemon. Premium, 6,000. So there's your, so there's pay, your big they're, one. Oh, they're just saying, you just, just pay the $16 There's your big one. Come on. Number of Pokemon that you can trade at one time. For the free version, three. Not terrible. Ten for the paid, so more than three times. Number of Pokemon that can be placed in the GTS, one Pokemon for the free, three for the paid, um, and then making a room of friends that you can do all this stuff with at one time is only available in the uh, paid, and then the judging function is only available in the paid where you can take your Pokemon to the judges, they tell you how good it is, and then you can get some cool shit from that. The one thing I do want to say about Home that is really cool that went away um, for Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, and Sword and Shield that they're bringing back for home that I'm really excited about is the GTS. If you ever used it, it was in Sun and Moon where if you wanted to at any time, you could put a Pokemon up for trade and say, I'm looking for a Mew. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And say, that. I'm looking for a Raticate. And then if anybody out there in the world met those demands, yeah. the trade would happen. That just went away. That's a great way to fill your decks. And that's coming back. So okay, that's cool. at least that's cool. a like perk that. that's cool about Pokemon Home. Am I going to get it? No. I think I'm over transferring Pokemon. I don't have my Charizard or my Blastoise from Gen 1 that I still play yeah. with. I, I actually like not going out and trading for Pokemon to get them. I actually like, if I can, catching them. Um, so Pokemon Home, probably not for me. Definitely the free version. Yeah. I just don't know if I'm going to pay the money. Eurogamer says Silent Hill is getting a soft reboot with two new games. Yeah, PT was a demo that was critically acclaimed and that, you know, uh, Kojima was working on and Konami scrapped that and that kind of led to him leaving and that's how we hit that stranding. Fast forward. But Silent Hill's a good, solid pyramid head. It's fucking scary as shit. A good, solid survival horror, real survival horror franchise with the popularity of Resident Evil coming back to the forefront of gaming yeah. to push Silent Hill Smart. is a good thing. Yeah, I agree. Looks like Street Fighter V is not coming to Switch after all. Yeah, uh, EB Games Canada said, wait, wait, wait. We meant to say PS4. I don't know if I believe that. Yeah. I just think, let's wait till the, the next Nintendo Direct. And if that ends without a Street Fighter V announcement, then okay. I'll concede that they just made a mistake. 
That seems like a huge yeah, mistake. Yeah, that, that is a huge You mistake. had to type Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if we're not getting. Yeah. The only thing is, it is a PS4 exclusive, maybe PC, but at least from a console perspective, it's PS4. And uh, PS4 hasn't had any exclusives moved to Switch like Xbox has with Cuphead and Ori. So that's where you can like see that this might actually be legitimately fake. But EB Games Canada said, well, we made a mistake. Da-da-da. So we'll wait for the next Nintendo Direct to figure that out. Your Final Fantasy VII Remake pre-order may be canceled without your action. Not from GameStop or Best Buy or Walmart or anything like that. But if you pre-ordered Final Fantasy VII Remake through the actual what, Square or Ubisoft, I think Square Enix website, because it got delayed, something happened on the website that you actually have to re-go in and kind of reconfirm that your pre-order. And if you don't do that, they're going to cancel it without notification. Then so, you'll be... I don't know anybody who pre-orders games through the actual game store no. anymore. Usually it's through a retailer. Yeah. Um, I've done it once and I can't remember what game. It was a pain in the ass though. It was, nope, I bought Kingdom Hearts through the store because for some reason they had it for 20 bucks for all eight games. <laughs> and they so screwed was, you. And nobody else had it. So, no, they, they that was oh, fine. Okay, I bought cool. it 10 years after it released. But, um, yeah, so this is like a thing for anybody who pre-ordered Final Fantasy VII through the actual Square store. You got to go in and reconfirm your pre-order or you're going to lose it. Knights of the Old Republic may be coming back. I'm Wow, good for you. KOTOR, baby! <laughs> uh, made famous on the original Xbox, one of the greatest Star Wars games ever made. One of the greatest Xbox games ever made. Huge Star Wars franchise. I think it's like an MMO um, for console. That would be fucking sweet, and I'd be back in 100%. Patapon 2 Remastered just dropped on PS4 yesterday. Yeah, so uh, it's out. Go play it. Go buy it. It's a rhythm game where you're an eye and you have to recruit army people and kill things. It's fun. Greg Miller from Kind of Funny uh, basically tweeted about this every day. Bring Pat Upon 2 to PS4, you cowards. And they did it. And he, That's cool. Uh, so power of Twitter, baby. The power of being a really popular million, millions, millions of hits guy on YouTube, man. You have power. Yeah, true. People wanted it and now it's out. The Outer Worlds comes to Switch on March 6th. This is a Game of the Year candidate and a lot of people's oh, Game of the Year. So uh, it's coming to Switch finally March 6th. There's a caveat. It's really only digital. Uh, they're coming with a boxed copy, but that box will only have the digital download code inside of it. No cartridge. The game is just too uh, big to fit on a cartridge. That's okay. Yeah. They did it with Fortnite. They did it with some as other As long games. as you know about it ahead of time. I, I don't have enough room on my Switch to play the Outer Worlds from a space free space perspective i have like 200 gigs on my other sim or my other sd card but i don't feel like switching this is a game i would play on ps4 or xbox probably ps4 uh, if i had the chance or choice uh this is probably not a game that's going to run wonderfully on the switch it's fun it's really good i watched some gameplay on it um again it's a lot of game of the year conversations for people switch version though i can see some problems with it probably Wait till the Switch Pro. That's what I'll say. Wait till the Switch Pro till you go play the Outer Worlds on Switch. Go play this on PS4. Uh, in the music section, four stories. Ace Enders announces, and this is where we're going to have our top three people uh, in the music section. I love doing music top threes. Ace Enders announces an I Can Make a Mess Like Nobody's Business show at the Foundry, which is in Philadelphia, so you tri-state Lucky area us. fans. Uh, on March 14th, Sam and I will be there. Tickets go on sale today as you listen to this podcast, 10 o'clock. And it's only one show. Um, one show. They're not doing it. I mean, listen, if it sells out quick... Which I, it's second, Philly. He always does good. Might Philly. be a second show added. Might be like a Jersey show. Maybe Starland, something like that. True. 
um, Asbury Park. It'd be awesome if Serge opened up. That would be sick, dude. That would be sick. Would I didn't be... think about that. If he says Sergio Anello solo project, because there is a special guest they haven't announced yet. So it, if it's not Serge, I am pissed. I, I texted him today and I said, "Hope to see you there," and he didn't acknowledge it. He answered me about the other things I was texting him about. So either he overlooked that, you rap bastard, or he's yeah. or he's hiding something. Yeah. Uh, no, that would be pretty no, cool. But that's awesome, you heard though. it here first. Um, but we decided because we love Ace, we love the Own November, we love I Can Make a Mess Like Nobody's Business, their first record. By the way, this is not I Can Make a Mess, the project. This is I Can Make a Mess Like Nobody's Business, the record from 2004. Uh, it's going to have the original cast back from Jeff on drums. Um, no, what? I thought Jeff said he was playing bass. Jeff on bass. Yeah, Jeff yeah, playing yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to have a lot of the old cast back. We're even going to have Nate, who plays the I remember now. Yep. He's going to join. Um, Ultra Bill's going to be in there. Uh, Chris, I think, from Portrait Studios is going to be in there. So the whole original touring lineup. I saw Ace play this record at FYE in Franklin Mills back in 2004 <laughs> with my friend Erin. So and she, when I put that uh, on Facebook, or I'm sorry, on our Instagram, she DM'd me last night. She was like, is that the show we went to? I said, yeah. She's that's like, all, that's cool. She remembered. That? I haven't that's talked to awesome. her for years. I haven't talked to her. So um, really cool. So shout outs to Aaron Daly. Um, but yeah, anyways, we wanted to because we love I Can Make a Mess Like Nobody's <clears throat> Business. I used to listen to that record waiting for the 20 bus to go meet Sam at the arcade with my skateboard in my hand. Yep. Like This record means a ton to me. So we decided let's take all of I Can Make a Mess Like Nobody's Business catalog, uh, I think five records, and give our top three favorite I Can Make a Mess songs. My number three, I want complications off the it's Gold great. Rush album. Number, f- number four on the CD. The, the lyrics are fantastic, and, and, and Ace absolutely crushed this song. Freaking love it. Complications. I think the, I think the Ace crushed this song is a theme. Oh, okay. Yeah, here like, especially Gold Rush is my favorite. I can make a mess. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. 100% agree with you. Gold Rush is a special album. Um, I went with a song off The World We Know, which oh, came so, out. Yeah, two words. Which came out in 2010. No, not two words. Uh, Stop smoking because it's not good for you. I fucking love that yeah. song. The record came out in 2010. Um, I once put this song on with Ashley in the car who used to be a smoker. Oh, she wow. goes, what are you putting this song on? It's a subtle hint to tell me to stop smoking. I said, no, I love this fucking yeah. song. That's why. But Great also, song. yeah. <laughs> if so fact. Number two, old man. Dot, 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 dot. It's the world we know. Number three, it's the third song off that record. It's a little over five minutes long, so you know Ace doesn't usually I release them thing. them long songs. But when he does, it's I feel like it's always a banger, and it's actually Ace's favorite. I can make a mess song. He said it when we seen him live, or I think we've even asked him. He said, "Old man, hands down." Like he didn't even think about it. Like, he knew yeah. it was his favorite. Go and, check out our interview with Ace Enders, by the way, and Nick Bruzzese and Dom Maggi at the Lumberyard live their recording studio from back in February 2018. Go check that out. It's something you will not want to forget. Yeah. It was the week before the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Oh, yep, and I remember Ace even had the old school Eagles oh, sweater. Yep. We have a photo of us, yep. and he's wearing that. I'm wearing yep. an Eagles uh, uh, NFC champion T-shirt. So uh, yeah, go check that interview out. One of our favorite episodes ever. My number two is off a of Gold Rush from 2011. Uh, lame Duck. I, I, I knew that was on your list because you, you've always loved Lame Duck. It's a good song. It just it wouldn't it's, be on my no, list. No, it's a great. It's a great song. song. It's actually the second best. I can make a mess. So. Okay. Well, I know what your number one is. Okay, dude. It's, it's off a of gold rush, and it was off, my number four. Off a of gold rush, number five on the CD. Yeah. Had no, to be no, there. number four for me. Oh, for you, for you. Yeah. Had to be there. It's I, I. It's been my favorite. Like I, 
And you knew known this yep. for years. I, I, before we recorded, I said Sam just let you know had to be there yeah. to not make my list because I knew it was your number oh, one. Oh, and then once I threw that, he goes, "Okay, that's his number one." <laughs> it's dude, it's it's so damn catchy, and fucking Ace has the voice of a damn angel. And this is I I could put on this song anytime, and I'll. And I'm we used on to there. listen to this song driving to the sh- to the seashore. It's, it, it reminds me of the shore. Yeah. It just it, it, it's such a beautiful song. Yeah, had to, had be, to there. be there. It's catchy as hell. Uh, first of all, the chorus is one of the best Ace Enders choruses yep. in any Ace Ender yep. project, including their own November. It's so yep. catchy. It literally I'll, just I'll missed still my never list. forget like a couple times live where he always like requests songs. I remember like I remember the one time like no one was saying nothing. Ace, yeah. I just screamed, had to be there. He goes, all right, had to be there. And he played. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Yeah, we did it was that. Fucking we, awesome. we got pretty. We got pretty pretty when we did that. We heckled him enough, and he played that pretty was pretty. Cool. And yeah. I got it on video. We do. We have it on I'll video. I'll play like the. Oh, two that exist in the world we got one when, of them. when sam when that facebook memory pops up please continue to share it i, I always do and even after i think i even have jeff speak and he goes guys i think that's probably the second or th- like he said it's the first time the tour that he played the song all the way through because yeah. he always forgot the lyrics because it's such an old song he but also forgets the lyrics to a thousand times a day <laughs> but that's still one it's of my beautiful. favorite songs yeah love it um yeah that's so funny uh i loved had to be there i made a top 10 and like jostled between three and four. I listened to both of those songs today. Had to be there and stop smoking because it's not good for you. Probably four times each, just to like. Okay, is your I have it, to make is my your number record. one off the first record? Of course it is. The last song? No, not Salvi. Okay. Salvi is in my top seven. Is it track one? No, it is the best happiness money can buy. It's only an, a minute forty-five. Yeah, it's a super quick song. A minute forty-five, but it's uh, the best happiness money can buy off two thousand four's debut record. I can make a mess like nobody's business, aka the record that he's going to be playing in full March fourteenth at the Foundry. It's the first Ace Ender song uh, all the way through that I learned how to cover. I don't oh, that's count. Cool. I don't count. Oh my god, what's the song called? Just enough. Yeah, it is just enough. Uh, yeah. I don't count that song because I only learned that strumming part, and I made the rest up, and you guys just believe me that I don't know how to play it. So I don't know how to play that song to this day. Um, One day in life. Yeah. I know. No. <laughs> Time moves faster when you're sleeping. So, sorry that you, if you ever have to hear this, Ace, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway. It's the March 14th. First full Ace At the Foundry, baby. Uh, super excited for this show. We'll be there if you like Ace. Then you had to be there. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's really have to be there. But I wanted to make it relevant, people. May, uh, one of our favorite bands, we actually interviewed them twice yep. on this podcast. Which Super is nice guys. Super nice guys. Yeah, they, they called us up. We interviewed them one time where they actually took a photo of themselves interviewing with us and posted on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, that was cool. Which we love and appreciate. Uh, and then also we met them backstage at the Foundry. First time places. ever in the green room. Um, for you, I did okay. Hawthorne Heights yep. as well. And I uh, got to interview them back there while they ate old veggie trays that uh, rotted and they had to get new ones or fruit trays. Fr- no. And they drank wine like gentlemen. And we got to hang out and, and it was fun as hell. Yeah, it was. That, that was great. The I pineapple or something was bad and they had to get a new fruit yeah. tray. So the kid walked yeah. in mid-interview with a fruit tray. That was cool. We get some water I love that. That was yeah. fun. We have a picture of that on our Facebook and Instagram as well. But they actually teased out some quote New and exciting news will be coming next week. So hopefully by the time we record we'll have uh, next episode, we'll have something cool. for you as a follow-up. I hope it's a new record, although multi-sensory aesthetic experience is pretty new. recent. I'm thinking maybe like a tour. A tour. Yeah. Maybe a uh, – what album turns what? It has to be one of those, right? Is it like Destiny. Singularity turns 15 or something? Or, or if they did Embers was, Embers was 99 or, or 2005. 
three. Oh, one. So, uh, yeah, I don't it think it's old. that. But if they ever toured that album, that's a t- immediate word there. Destination Beautiful? 100% word there. <sighs> Waiting for the that's rain it. to stop. Oh, god damn, dude. May's awesome. Uh, band I don't like at all, but I understand their cultural relevance in both pop yeah, punk, they, they, emo, they, and I just, never got into them. Me neither. Yeah. But the world in general, uh, and uh, literally millions and millions yeah. and millions of fans, Got to talk about it. My Chemical Romance is actually announced a worldwide tour. They're going to Europe, Asia, and America, and they're making two stops, at least, in the tri-state area. One in Trenton at the Prudential Center where the Devils play. The other one's at the Wells Fargo Center. That's cool. So they're going to be playing in Philly as well. I didn't catch the date. Neither did I. For the Mark, I My Chem show. <laughs> I will it's, not. It's, it's cool. I, Check unless, it out, My Chemical Romance. Unless, literally, a will away, elder brother, and heavy things all open, <laughs> then I'll be wow. there and I'll leave. Before you know what? I take that back. Even though I don't like them, that's a with all the shit that they did and, and they left for a decade. It would be cool to see them to say I saw them. I think that's like it. I would. I watch them walk it. on stage. All right, I'm out. I would probably we did that for fucking Eve Six. We heard three songs. <laughs> then we left. I, I waited for my favorite Eve Six song and we left. Yeah, that's fair. So, uh, amphetamines. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for letting me see that. No the, we also left early for a Motion City show, and I still feel bad about that to this day. But I saw them like 15 times. Yeah. And it just, I just wasn't feeling that it. show. It was a bad set list. I don't even remember it. It's a bad set list that night. Let's call that what it is. It was Starland, too. Long drive. Long, it might have been the early November show when they toured together. No, we stayed that whole time. Yeah. We stayed that whole time. And finally, in the music section, Heavy Things teases a new song that's going to drop out on Valentine's Day. So again, friends of the show, we had Will and Casey from Heavy Things on. We then talked to them a little bit more when they released their last song, Old Friends, which is a great, great, great single. Arguably my favorite single from 2019. Uh, and they're going to be releasing a new song on Valentine's Day, just in time for you lovers. Uh, but uh, super excited about it. We'll obviously cover it when the song drops. Um, hope to have those guys on. They said they were interested in coming back on the show as well. They play a lot of Fortnite, so we don't yeah. really have that in common, but we love you guys yeah. to death, and we hope to have you on. Maybe uh, um, Alex can join. I, I got the, It's slipping my mind, the other member of the band. I'm super, super sorry about that, honestly, but uh, we'd look to have you as all on. We'd love to have you as an, another little chat chat. Where are we at? 36? Ain't bad. Not too, too bad. We'll do a quick one. Yeah. Uh, two final stories before Sam CGC Spotlight. Sam, Royal Rumble 2020 was this past weekend. I've watched it twice. Watched the whole pay-per-view once. Watched the men's Rumble twice. I'm really only here to talk about the Rumble matches. Charlotte wins the women's Rumble. Uh, there were no title changes or anything yeah, like that, so it's not really like big there. Charlotte wins the women's Rumble over Shayna Baszler knocking her out, who was the NXT champ, women's champ twice and is one of the most dominating heels in the past decade. She kind of got bullied by Charlotte. Into that. It's just like Charlotte winning again. They're setting up Charlie Beckett. Charlie Beckett. Charlotte Becky at Mania. My God. And I get it. We haven't had a one-on-one match for them yet at Mania, especially with a belt on the line. So I'm like, okay, I'm looking forward to it because Ronda Rousey was involved at last year's WrestleMania. So maybe like Sasha gets involved or something like that. Or maybe it is just a flat one-on-one. But at the same time, this reminds me of Triple H winning the 14 or 16 Rumble. Like, no business. Give it to some other yeah. folks. Shayna could have won it. You had a lot of good entrance in that Rumble. A lot of NXT folks in that Rumble made a really good showing. So from that perspective, it was good. But just Charlotte took a little bit away from me. But it was redeemed by the men's Rumble, at least the winner. You heard a couple of things happen during that Rumble involving one, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Ugh. I, I, the way I said, I think I said to you, I, th- I think I was, I was talking to Damien. I was like, as long as Brock didn't win, I'm happy. Yeah. Like to me, it, that's a good rumble. 
You Rock's know. never won a rumble. I mean, obviously, The uh, Rock has won a rumble. Obviously, this Edge fucking came back. I mean, the whole place went absolutely bananas. It was awesome to see people's like Snapchats, like, ah, like just seeing everyone like in the moment freak out when they seen Edge. Yeah, that, that was that would have been a cool moment to be at. That was arguably there. the biggest pop I've seen from a WWE crowd since the Hardys made the return. Oh god, and that I think that was like they did like a top ten like comebacks, and Hardys was number one. Yeah. And I think Edge was either – One or two. It might have been up – I mean, listen, the Houston Astros, Minute Maid can still hold 45K. But when you have Mania, that's seventy five to yeah. 90,000 people. So just from a population standpoint, but, of course, the pop was higher for the Hardys. But Edge, man, I saw reaction videos. Kevin Lanky, a friend from college, sent me yeah. a reaction video of him and his friends. Oh, his one cool. buddy took his shirt and pants off. Well, um, that's just – It was a little weird. Stupid, I saw <laughs> ass crack. I um, saw it. Well, that, that's just a little And overboard. I saw a 12-foot Christmas tree still lit in the end of that's January. That's unacceptable. But <laughs> I'll tell you what. His his spears are still good. I mean, Dude, Goldberg, on... I think Goldberg still has the best spear Dude, in the business. Edge is but Edge, Edge is number two. Did you see that spear he laid on Dolph? I did. I did. I saw it. broke his neck. The cameras cut away from that on the network for some dumb I only saw, I saw yours, so I saw the good, the good one. Yeah, Kevin Dunn, some reason, cut away from Edge's first spear. He went in and just speared everyone. But they missed the one on Dolph. So I found that video on Twitter. It's not my video, but I found it on Twitter and I posted it. Saying like, yo, Kevin Dunn, you missed not only the first spear in nine years, but his best spear yeah. of the night. And oh my God, he caught all of it. Dolph sold it yeah, it particularly was phenomenal. I, I love Dolph Ziggler. See, he, he's a great too. follow on Instagram he, too. He is. He's good. He's stand-up con- uh, comedian in his spare time. Um, but I hated this rumble for the first 13 entrance because it was come in. Brock eliminates you. Come in, yeah, Brock eliminates that's you. That's boring. And it was boring because he eliminated you within 10 seconds. So they did a lot of waiting. I did a yeah. lot of sitting around waiting. So they told a couple stories, Kofi, Biggie, and Rey Mysterio all ganged up on him. He actually eliminated all of them. So that's, like there was that's like that little seeds like that. Uh. But then Ricochet gets announced, comes in, he lasts the minute and a half. Drew McIntyre comes in after him. Ricochet's down. You kind of see him off in the corner, but he's unassuming. You see this big confrontation between Brock and Drew. You're ready for Brock to throw Drew over. And then Ricochet kicks Brock Lesnar in the balls harder than he's ever kicked anybody else in the balls before. And then Drew Claymore kicks Brock over the top. And Brock's eliminated. So after 16 people, so literally half the Rumble sucked. And then the second half of the Rumble was was a really good Royal Rumble. Your 2020 winner, Drew McIntyre, who after... 11 years after he started with WWE is getting his he's, first he's a ever title shot. He's a beast. He's an absolute beast. They're kind of turning him face. He's a really good heel. They're kind of turning him face a little bit. He came out on Monday Night Raw and he said, pinch me. Like, I'm dreaming. Yeah. And Ashley was like, click. She was like, I Dumb. love him as a heel. Yeah. I'm kind of over him. The Rumble overall, good pay-per-view. Not a lot of stakes. Not a lot of title changes. But guess what? WrestleMania season's in full swing. Uh, and, and I'm in for that. Uh, because uh, who... Anytime I can see oh, – oh, and by the way, Drew McIntyre has challenged formerly Brock Lesnar at Mania. So that's the main event is Drew McIntyre-Brock. I think Drew's going to take the belt and Brock's going to lose for the second straight year at Mania. Just please Craig. keep him out. Yeah, keep him out, please. Just please keep yes. him out. I think Brock Lesnar's the worst thing that ever happened to professional wrestling. 100%. And I'm out. Uh, before Sam gets to his CGC spotlight, just a quick review on <clears> – <throat> I saw you got a bottle or two. I got two bottles. Yeah. Ashley's birthday, her 30th birthday was this month. So as a present, uh, I got her two bottles of a little bit of the because we love Chris Jericho. And uh, we popped open the first one right around her birthday. The second one's still unopened, but I wanted to give everybody just a quick review of a little bit of literal bubble. It's Prosecco, I believe. It's Prosecco. 
Might not be. I can't remember. But it's from Knocking Point Wines, who oh, cool, Stephen cool. Amell owns, yeah. uh, co-owns. Co-owns. Him and Andrew. Uh, Andrew. Uh, Andrew. Andrew Harding, I think his name is. Oh, gotcha. Is he an actor or just no, a just, wine just, guy? just his friend. Got you. So, yeah, Stephen Amell owns Knocking Point Wines. He has a big um, allegiance with AEW, has performed on the AEW stage, was in a match. Stephen Amell wrestled for AEW at All In. So, um, it's cool that they've partnered yeah. outside the ring as well. It's really good. I actually... On New Year's, had some Prosecco that I didn't care for at all. And it was supposed to be this fucking award-winning bullshit. All champagne tastes the goddamn same to me. But uh, <laughs> So I guess my review isn't... I'm not a, a champagne guy. I could tell you wines. I could tell you But, but you, you, you enjoyed but it. But this one I enjoyed, not just because it's Chris Jericho's signature yeah. bubbly, but just because I enjoyed it. I had four glasses. That's so how you know, know you liked that's it. That's how I know I like it. I like it. that you didn't open Like, you kept the other one sealed. That's cool. Well, it's in our fridge. We're going to open it. Oh, we you were, are going to we drink gonna, it. We were going to take it to New York with us, but we had to cancel the yeah, trip. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have another. We have a little bit more of the yeah. bubbly up in our uh, up in our fridge right now. But it was $64, I think, for two bottles. It came with uh, came really well shipped. came with a Chris Jericho card, like a piece of mini poster. Yeah. And then the actual label on a little bit of the bubbly, is it's raised out. It's not just a flat picture. The title, a little bit of the bubbly, is raised out in bubble letters. The AEW title is raised out. Oh, Jericho cool. sunglasses and jacket are like a little bit raised. So there's a lot of love put yeah. into just like the look of it. So if nothing else, I highly recommend it. Um, That's awesome. Just for that. So a little bit of the bubbly. Sam, on to your CGC spotlight. CGC spotlight. I'm trying. I gotta thank a couple people. Number one, I would say I would have to thank uh, Yaniv Straight Flexing on Instagram for. Uh, helping me find this book. It was actually raw when I first got it. Also, thank you to Dom um, for this, this. It's Detective Comics number 40. So, Dom, you you know because I, I know you're listening. But Detective Comics number 40, June 1940, it came out. 2.5 off-white pages. The cover's detached, but it's complete. It's a Bill Finger and Jerry Siegel stories. Howard Sherman and Fred Garnier art. Bob Kane and Jerry Robinson cover in art. The origin and first appearance of Clayface. First Joker cover from Batman 1 story. So, funny thing about this book. I'm the reason it's noted the first Joker cover ever. So, me and CGC a while ago had some back and forth. Um, that they that was never noted. It was always Clayface and the first ad page for Batman 1. So, this page is... Directly from Batman 1, it's maybe 2% different. So when I tried to get them, hey, can you please note this as the first Joker cover ever? They were like, well, there's no documentation. There's only hearsay. So I did some digging. I went online and like found, like scrolled through the Batman 1's pages and found it, took a picture of it, sent it to him, had articles stating that what it, it was a mistake that, they, that this cover was made. So, eventually, some back and forth, it actually got made. And I got some DMs for people like, God damn it, Sam, no, I'm never going to get this fucking book. So, I apologize, everyone, but this is a huge growl for me. I, I can't believe I actually freaking own it. Um, this is the only 2.5 in the world. There is only one 2.5 on the CGC census, and I got the only one. I think that's kind of freaking cool. No shit, that's really cool. There's only 59 blue label copies in the world. So, only 59. Then the highest graded is 194, 192, 290s, 185, 180. I skipped it, so just to give, like, there's three 30s and two 20s. So it's a super scarce book. So obviously, there was never... What's the, what's the highest grade on the census? 
On this book, there's yeah. 194. 194. 194. Damn, that's got to be more in his fucking house. Probably, my friend. Probably. It's just that... Can you imagine that guy or girl? They have Holy they, that shit. Is, no, that's in a, that's in that's a safe. In, no, it yeah. is in a safe. That's in your safety deposit box. This, which mine probably will be going in also. So Sam lives at 1, 2, 3, 4. So, so I checked the last 3-0 sale was from last year in March. That's early. was ten grand. 3-0 sale. A 3.0. There's a 3-0 on eBay right now for $15,000. And that's it. There's one, And there's one restored copy for sale. That's it. So this is a super tough book. I remember, I think, when I was at uh, Baltimore Comic Con, I believe... Uh, Rick over at New Force Comics. I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he also. I think he had a 3-0, and I believe he wanted. I think 12 grand. It's a dude. There's only 59 complete blue label there, and it's there's no cream page. It's all white pages, so it's still like I have a thing. I don't have any. I have one I can't book that's cream this pages. Isn't cream. It's it's a gorgeous. It looks book. cream from the outside. No, it, it actually looks, dude. It, it's just the way the edges of the pages look. If you yeah. open it up, it's so much better. Well, it is in a thing I can never open. Well, it, it, it is, it is <laughs> in case is it, it will never be opened again. Yeah. But it, it, it's it's one of the the biggest books I own. It's one of my favorite books I own. But and, and this I, is this is why comic collecting is cool. Yeah, like stuff like this that. is a reason you get into it to yeah. hold a holy grail like this. And like because people, I even understand like, the significance. And the of cover, this book. like people always thought that was was Clayface, but it's actually the Joker. And I had to do my homework to do it. It took me a little back and forth, but I got it done. Um, Man's holding an axe. Yeah, and it's no joke. So <laughs> there's one, two, is, three, though, four, five, six. Okay, in, in Golden Age, obviously, now there's, I think, seven or eight different stories. But the only one I even have a synopsis for is the first one, which is The Murder of Clayface. Julie Matson is starring in a new film called Dread Castle. One of her colleagues and boyfriend are murdered on set. Batman investigates. Bef- uh, before the boyfriend dies, he utters Clayface to Batman. That ensues that. Then the other sorts it's... An American reporter in London, the mysterious rays, the jewel robbers, the prodigy, the new plane, the murder of Slugger Carmen. I have no synopsis on those, but I, I this is what this is a growl for anyone who ever freaking owns this book. Now, how much it says cover detached? How much does that depreciate? No, to me, nothing. But like on the CG, like nothing. I would to me, no one. Did you happen to notice if the three yeah. O for twelve? It was. It was detached. Detached. Okay. And you'll see a lot of them will be like taped. Like the one that's actually for sale for fifteen thousand. I believe it. The cover's detached, and there's a piece of tape on the inside and outside. To me, I don't like tape. I don't like anything tape well, yeah, on my book. Takes, the blemish would be annoying. So any, the only thing. So this is the only book I actually have like a note written that it says cover detached. But I have to make an exception for an absolute. That that's that's it's Eleanor right there. That's yeah. like my you know getting a the '67 Shelby TT 500. That it's such a rare book, and I'm it just I'm just so freaking happy. How did you come across it? it? I, my, my, my my buddy and Eve straight flex on Instagram. My my, my buddy Dom. Um, Dominator Comics on IG. You both, without you guys, I wouldn't have this book, and I, I can't thank you guys enough. That's cool. You got to tell me the true story off off the air. No, no, that that is the true story. Like oh, that, I want to know more. I'll I'll go deeper. June of nineteen forty. Yeah, man. Yeah, older than my dad. It's <laughs> like, insane. Do you realize in twenty years it's gonna be a hundred years old? Yeah, it's an eighty year yeah. old comic book. Dude, it's the first. My grandfather was seven. Yeah, the first Joker cover ever. So I mean, come on. And I and I have the only two five in the world. Okay, graded. There's got to be another one out there somewhere. Dude, all, okay, maybe CBCS. Mm-hmm. But on the CGC census, there is only 
Uno, baby. And Sam's picture is next to it. Well, my thumb is. Last thing we'll say is if you could, again, support us on Patreon. We'd love to do these bonus episodes for you and get you involved in the show. Head over to Patreon. Links on all of our social media and our bios and link in this episode description now. We would help us out for even just $1 a month. We would really appreciate it. You'll hear more about that as we continue to, to go along on the journey. Thank you to everybody that already is a patron. Thank you to everybody who used to be a patron, even if you left. Again, you you help us leave the lights on. We don't just ask for money to put it in our pockets. We're not making a living off this yeah, podcast. We don't play that game. We're, we're trying to get better microphones, a, a better laptop, better recording equipment to bring you better audio so you don't have to hear an HVAC system in the background during the episodes. Like Things like that we want to make better. So thank you to everybody who's left reviews. Thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon. Please uh, consider it even at $1 a month. We would greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you next week for episode 172. Mamba mentality forever.